Dork Tales proudly presents Dungeons and Dragons The Reign of Emrys. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Reign of Emrys once again here on Dork Tales. How's everybody doing tonight? Good. Good. The, city, the city's good. looked better. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah. The city <laughs> doesn't exist anymore. It's, it's a little better. Nervous. Yep. That's not true. Like, what What defines a city? Like, um, upgrades. Together. All right. I have concerns. Being together. We're yeah. all together. It's fine. So, hey, folks, uh, welcome to The Reign of Emerys, episode 17, Hell on Elos. If this is your first time joining us, then I'd like to welcome you. Uh, you're here after the uh, the second act plot shift. So, uh, what you might have missed, uh, and you can always go back and watch episodes on our back catalog on YouTube, is that the characters have been traveling around doing all sorts of stuff, uh, and the, the big... The thing is, they have been kind of skirting around learning about certain things uh, and have been uh, transported 10 days into the future uh, where the world is ending. And this is where the characters are going to be picking up. Uh, so I want to say hello to everybody who's showing up tonight in the chat. Uh, also mention that I am using my Apocalypse dice tonight, which are going to be great. Uh, for a, and it's going to be good. It's going to be good. And uh, so, um, did anybody have any questions that they needed to ask? It has been a couple of months since we, well, at least a month since we played. So, uh, if there's anything that you need a quick update on, please let me know. Also, hey in the chat to Hayliz, who did all of the art for this game. You should go support yeah. Hayliz and buy all of her art, because she's a professional artist and needs money. It's true. Mm -hmm. Does anybody have any questions about anything? Any names, faces, dates? Uh, so we're 10 days in the future after we left the temple, which very destroyed, correct? Yeah. yeah. And Well, ballpark, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. figured that out by looking at the stars. Yes. Um, did we figure out where we were or no? You're we in the no capital. Idea. Oh, we're in the capital. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Right. right. And we, we turned around and... Saw Zeke well, we'll being sat. We'll, 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 take, we'll take care of that in a second. Oh, don't okay, worry. Cool. Don't worry. Don't worry. Okay, oh, cool. thanks for the follow, Hatebot. Oh. oh no, damn it. it. I'd ban stream elements again. Yeah, ah! you yeah, you can't click on that. You have to wait till they show up uh, as a chat person in the chat. Which one is it? Hoss. <laughs> Very chew to wire. Uh, Nacro in the chat is asking if Garleon is alive, and I, in, in all timelines, in all locations, probably. Um, so, uh, folks, this is going to be great. Can someone please unban? Thank I you just went and banned both of the hosses that followed. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, quick, quick note: if you are a Twitch streamer and you are followed by someone with the name Hoss and uh, H O S S and a number of numbers after them, odds are they are a scout for a hate raid. Uh, usually, a hate bot that is uh, following people around and looking for blocked. anybody. Who so, uh, my my, and uh, if someone can unban stream elements oh. for me, thank you very much. I unbanned poor cool. stream elements. Poor stream elements. It's just like I just did my job. I just did my job. <laughs> Don't get mad Which at least you. is alerting us to the hate bots. Yeah, yeah. So right? good for you, stream elements. Yeah, and if you're actually a Twitch user that is using the name Hoss, uh, then I'm very sorry, but you, you might want to consider changing that. Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe for now at least. Okay. All right, so I noticed that my good friend DM Mike is in the chat, which means that there is a point of hurt the more and a point of something good happens waiting to be used. Um, keep me abreast in the chat if people uh, buy any more points. And uh, without, without uh, further ado, uh, 
I'm going to just hop in here. Uh, but first, uh, I'm going to do something that I, I want to start doing and am, I promise to start doing on every one of my streams, uh, which is I want to personally thank some patrons uh, that made this episode possible. So uh, for any of our tiers above $25, I uh, am giving a personal shout out. So Taryn, the Prince of the City, or Prince of the Patreon, I should say, uh, thank you so much for being um, the the biggest oldest fan of dork tales that isn't my mom and for watching uh dork tales during labor and to my twin uh divine producer tier levels uh dia mike thank you so much for all that you do and fantastic luck with all of your games and uh, all of the work you do with uh with kids in high schools is phenomenal and to shulton uh the other god tier now because he leveled up from a demon uh by the way uh black star is his fault so enjoy um, but, uh, you know what? I think him causing suffering is enough. Uh, so, uh, if you'd like to help support the channel and affect the game and how things function inside of our homebrew world, you can find us at patreon.com slash dorktales and, uh, you get a bunch of cool stuff. But anyway, without further ado. All right. So who has determination now? People are buying it up. I think most I think of us do we, now. I think the only one that doesn't right now is a very... Uh -huh. Okay. All right. So, boop. Boop. All right, that'll probably happen in a second anyway. Okay, I've got those up. All right, so without further ado, welcome to the Reign of Emrace. I'm your Dungeon Master, Kelly. Tonight, I am very excited to be walking these players to the end of the world. I use he and him pronouns, and uh, you've probably seen me on this channel, so I, that's enough about me. I'm going to pass the ball along to Caitlin. Hello, uh, my what? name is Caitlin. Oh, Hello. your voice sounds so good. Oh, does it? Thank it's like you, you got a new microphone. Like I did or something. Yeah, so finally um, hooked up the new microphone. Had to go through a little thing. And then finally got it to work, you know, after a couple hours of being like, why won't this work? And then pushing a button. So it's good times. Good stuff. Anyway, uh, tonight I'll be playing Telfrin Pridery are human barbarian of wild magic nice. and i'm so excited to be back it's it's been a while it's been like a month it's and a bit a yeah all right let's... oh i use she her pronouns and talfrin doesn't talfrin talfrin's a, a big boy yes mm -hmm. he uses he him pronouns okay all right let's pass it over to robin hello everyone uh i am robin i use she her or they them pronouns and tonight i'm playing ivy our uh Tiefling, Bloodhunter, Order of the Mutant, who is uh, currently armorless, and I'm very scared for what we're about to face. Do you, do you have I'm any wearing, clothing on? I believe Leiden gave me some spare clothes. Okay. So, so she you... is wearing, like, robes, I'm guessing, of some sort. Whatever Leiden... Like a basic tunic, probably. Yeah. You can yeah. move around. You're fine. Nice. Yeah, it's fine. But yeah, she's she's essentially armor, armorly naked, but not actually naked. You're, you're wearing a night, a night dress. I am. yes. Just just showing a bit of thigh. That's that's how it that's how live your rolls. A night dress with like two swords on the back still. That's that, quite a if you don't that think that's how that that's, that's hot. I'm not gonna say that that's how hot. Henry Cavill gets into bed, so I know, I know. It's fine, it's hot. Just squishy. Squishy. They just like the Wait, bedtime. Did I can your shoes too oh or No, she's got she got the boots. She oh, got good, okay. She got the she got the the stripper boots. So, I got the stripper boots. The stripper boots, a night dress, and two swords. Dress. Okay, guys, oh, I need yeah. fan art. I need fan art of this. Just FYI, all you artists oh in the chat, goodness. I need fan art of this. Okay, <laughs> I, 
Oh, Christine, your your mic's off. Haas, real person, <laughs> just <laughs> followed, and I'm like, uh, another, another one, oh, another no. one just followed too. Yeah. Oh my god. The. They're just. I know it's fine, DM Mike. That that's a hot outfit. Um, these these hosses are really ridiculous. Um, all right, so I'm mm-hmm. gonna pass it over into the corner for Mike. Hey everybody, what's going on? My name's Mike and I use they, them pronouns. And tonight I am hopping back into playing our halfling artificer, Veratrix Soulstar with her trusty little flying mechanical rabbit companion, Crux. And your real rabbit is not going to chew through the internet cable tonight, right? And my real rabbit is currently uh, locked in my bedroom, so he cannot gain access unless he uses Dimension Door uh, to the internet cables. Which, if he can use Dimension Door, then I'm scared. Yeah, is he a high enough level yet? I don't. I forgot. After eating the internet, he might be. Oh, that's true. That's fair. He might have some kind of superpowers. He might be a warlock for the internet. Who knows? Unlock. Freakazoid was a good show. All right, passing it up in the corner to Amy. Oh, hello. I am Amy. I use she, her, or they, them pronouns, and I am playing Leiden and Merov tonight, our um, ASMR cleric of the grave, and I'm happy to be back. Um, hiding all of my blue hair under the white wig was a bit of a challenge. Yeah, your hair is quite blue now. So it blue. Is so blue. All right, and then finally, Christine. Hello, I'm Christine. I use she, her pronouns, and tonight I am playing Claudette Belmont, our human wizard blade singer. All right. Now, when last we left our adventurers, uh, don't forget all of you will be starting game um, without a point of inspiration, so long as you are in the hellscape. Enjoy. Good to know. <laughs> no! Rip. Rip, rip. Hard mode. Uh, F. F in the chat. Uh, however. Uh, I mean, my hit points are already hard mode. <laughs> it's true. However, uh, I am adding a new mechanic to uh, some of my D&D games. Actually, to all of my games, but to D&D particular, uh, which I'm going to offer to you. In fact, that's what it's going to be called. It's going to be called The Offer. At any point, if there is something good... If you fail at something, or if there's something going on, I might offer to uh, to let you re-roll, or let you roll with advantage. No one else gets this option until I take back the luck. If you follow me. So we'll see how this goes. This is a mechanic that kind of is a modified, more narrative-focused version of the the Doom mechanic from uh, some of the Modifius games, like Conan, and... Uh, I like. I it. was just thinking. It sounds like Star Wars. Yeah, it's yeah, a little like like points. dark side lights force points in yeah. the Fantasy yeah. Flight Star Wars game, and mm-hmm. I think that that gives me a little control to to screw with you guys, and I like that. That's always my favorite. We are in hell, so we are sense. in hell. So, without further ado, the temple is collapsing around you. Bricks fall from the sky as large, as large as a push cart. As large as horses and mules fall around you, the god creature looks at you, gestures towards the pale door, and you need do nothing else, not even think, before you hurl yourselves through. 
As you land on the other side, the smell of blood and viscera and smoke and death curl into your nostrils. The ground is slick with blood. However, as the rest of you are seeing the horrible images around you, shocked and stunned, we pull back for a moment. The pale door's light washes over you. And then in the blink of an eye, it is darkness. Black. Pure. Leighton, it takes you a full four pounding heartbeats to realize it's not dark. There are stars, but they're very far away, glittering beyond the realm of your perception, pinpricks in the blackness. Like bits of gossamer veil reflecting a light you can't see. You're alone. And looking around, you're more alone than you have ever been in your life. Can I get you to make me a perception roll, Eden? Sure. Uh, 24. You will hear the sound of footfalls. Bare. Naked feet. Walking along glass. You think they're coming from behind you, but they could be coming from any direction you realize. turning around you will see an outline blocking that hint of starlight it's the shape of a person approaching you what do you do hello who's there there's the sound of something striking ground. And then bouncing. And a moment later, something rolls toward you in the darkness. As it reaches your feet, a skull grins up at you, embedded in a golden orb like a child's ball. There you are, a voice echoes in your mind. Masculine, but high-pitched, a high tenor at best. I thought I had lost you. What does that mean? The starlight will grow brighter, and you will smell the scent of funeral incense. She's gonna pick up the ball. It begins to glow in your hands. It's hot, but it doesn't burn you. It's cold at the same time, but it doesn't chill you. What it does is you will feel 
the glow from it begin to permeate through your hands. You can see your bones through your flesh. It's glowing so brightly. First, the capillaries stand out like a mesh, like a web, like a map of life inside of your flesh. Then the bones. And then your hands are nothing but bones and light. Hmm. Um. Light suffuses the area, and you'll actually be able to see a figure approaching you. It's a young man, maybe 15 or 16. Hmm. He's nude, walking with an unabashed air, like someone who had been out playing sport or tanning on a beach. His skin is unblemished and the color of molten bronze. His eyes, as he looks at you, you will realize the stars that you see all around you are inside of his eyes, not around you. You are looking at your god. Leden's going to drop down to her knees and hold up the ball the, and up to him and will divert her gaze because it's a god. Have you come home? I don't understand. Are you here to stay? I don't think it's my time yet. They have sent you through the door again. Again? You must return through the black. I don't understand. He approaches, and you're surprised to hear how soft the footfalls actually are. They don't boom like a giant. They're simple, like someone of his size and weight. And he squats down next to you. He puts a hand on the ball. So you're going back. You will need this. May this help you in the days ahead. And with that, he is going to push the ball uh, against your chest. It is going to glow brightly and um, it is going to push inside of your ribs, ghostly, spectrally. You are going to be able to look down as it goes in and you see all of your skeleton visible as your body glows with bright, bright light. And uh, Amy, 
Mm-hmm. Do me a favor, my friend. Mm-hmm. Um, can you, oh, one sec, I just got to look up the page number here because I was smart and didn't tag it. Uh, what kind of ASMR are you? You are a... Uh, she should be you a... You are a protector, right? I believe so. Let me cool. Just... Increase your constitution score by one. Okay. Uh, and also gain the radiant consumption ability of oh. a scourge ASMR. Oh, cool. You're fine with both barrels now, baby. Okay. Cool. You must do your best. Go through the black door. And then close them. Close the link forever. So that he cannot return. Who's he? The Black Star. I ask you to do this. Be my hand. It will be done. I'm sorry for everything. It was not supposed to be like this. I had so many plans for you. And he will just place his hand on top of your head gently and run a thumb down the side of your bangs, pushing one back away from your face. And you think he smiles, but it's impossible to tell, for there is a whirring, a swirling, and you are suddenly with the rest of your friends. No time has passed for them. And suddenly you will all find yourselves there, in the middle of what you recognize as the capital city. Very, you calculate that it's been about 10 days based on what stars you can see in the sky, which is almost impossible because the damn moon is blown up. It's connected down to the earth with tendrils of dark flesh. Everything around you is made of the stuff. Meat. Meat and ichor and slime, all connecting in a network of horror. Nearby, you see... You see a a demonic shape. It's flesh fused around the bottom half of a Magitek armor suit as it rips apart a young man wearing guard armor. It rips his stomach open, plucks his heart out, and as it does, it vomits into the wound. The man jerks, his spine snapping from the motion. And then, as he screams and blood begins to weep out of his eyes, ears, and nose, you will hear the most disgusting... as the spine resets and the body lurches upright. 
the demonic shape twists toward you. It lunges out. But before it can land, you hear the sound of a pair of shots ring out. Blam! Blam! Two bullet holes the size of fists erupt through the side of the creature's face. And as it falls to the ground, a man steps out of the shadow, a half-orc in a long coat, holding two green-tinted revolvers, the size of which you are not accustomed to. Y'all doing all right? It, I was wondering where the, the hell you were. The moon is gone. Were. Yeah, the moon's been fucked for a while, Padre. Or, buddy. <laughs> Sorry. The moon's been fucked for a while. I was wondering where the fuck you guys were. How about we get out of here before these guys eat us? I mean, sounds good to me. Where the hell y'all been? You know, we'll talk uh, later. Let's fight now. Yeah. All right, let's go. Yeah, that's probably smart. Let's blow some shit up. Sounds pretty good. I'd like to start with that motherfucker gestures up at the moon, which as you look up at the moon, the moon is broken fragment, barely barely a crescent shape but as it rotates slowly in orbit, the broad side of it will flicker and a giant eyeball will open the size of a nation and looks down at you with a blood red iris and uh, we're going to enter combat right now. Uh, Zeet Calder, it is his turn. Uh, looking around, you can see that there are eight creatures, shamblers, mummified husks of guards, bakers, general people covered in this red ichor that dissolves their flesh. Uh, For those of you able to see, I have a dripping with the stuff. They lurch toward you. Uh, It is Zeet's first, so, uh, because, hey, he got it. So let's roll some attacks. Uh, okay. Uh, never mind. That is going to be... How many punch these guys got? Okay. One of them lurches forward. The guard that just re-cracked its back and stood up is going to take two shots to the chest and explode. No acid, no poison, he's gonna say. And Ivy, it's your turn. Seven more of them lurch around. They're closing in a semicircle. You find yourselves right now in the center of a massive square, a tower directly behind you, an old monument to one of the forgotten wars. The Rue de Rebus is right behind you, one of the main roads through town. The square that you're in right now, this is, if you'd know it, Macromali Square. One of, one of the most beautiful places in the capital of Old Emery's. You see along the walls here where murals to the Empire's history have been carved intricately and restored on a daily basis with powerful magic to make sure they are pristine. And now scabs grow across them. The blood on the walls is so thick. These things are lurching closer. They're forming a semicircle around you. There's a way out to the back But right now, every other exit inside of the square is completely blocked. 
basically you're looking at, uh, we're going to do Theater of the Mind tonight, guys, just so you know. Uh, you're looking at about a 100-foot rectangle by about an 80-foot. So 100-foot uh, deep by about 80 feet wide. Several exits out of there, more if you take to the rooftops, which are about five floors. Um, uh, or you could escape to the back, but there are noises coming from behind you. So, what do you do, Ivy? Ivy's gonna, like, look at Z, look at her party, and she's just gonna look down at her, her nightdress and sigh, take out her two swords. Bonus action, she's going to uh, ignite her, um, oh gosh, what's the word for it? Crimson, right? Yes, that's the word, Ivy. Um, so she's gonna, 1d6, come on, Ivy, let's roll low on your d6, please. Oh, yay, that's only a one. I love it when I roll one okay. on my d6. So she's gonna knight her main blade. Um, and... Yeah, actually, so is igniting the, the magic weapon, is that a bonus action or a free action? Uh, it's, I don't believe it's ever a free action. I think it's a bonus action for okay, cool. for Bloodhunters. No, 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 I meant the charges of the... the oh, that's the a free, oh, sorry. If it's, it's, if it's the actual charge in the weapon, it's a free yeah. action. It's it's a switch. Cool, cool. So she's going to flick the switch on on the, like, razor blade that she got from one of her her sisters. Um, and she'll ignite that. She is the force one, so she'll now do force damage with that. Okay. Lightning with the other one. <laughs> actually, no, they'll both be on the primary one, actually. She, that's her primary blade. Her offhand will be just a normal blade. Um, and she will... Uh, is one of them within 30 feet of her? Absolutely. One of them is rushing toward you on the left right now from where you're standing, kind of to the left of the gate, which vanishes from your peripheral vision as you draw your blade. There's no way back. Yes, we're fighting, and she'll do that, and uh, she'll make two attacks at this. MF. All right, uh, rush, rushing forward, uh, the the bloody corpse looks toward you and <laughs> snarls at you as you approach. Um, so I rolled a nat 20 for one, and okay. then a nat one for the other. Well, that's great. So give me the nat 20. <laughs> um, yeah. So I I denoted my dice. Thankfully, the nat 20 was the one with all the, the stuff on it. The nat yep. one was the offhand. Um, oh, Ivy, what are we doing, girl? Okay. Uh, I'm going to make all you right. an offer. Would you like to re-roll yes. that nat one? I would like to roll that. Okay. The offer is in place then. I'm you may reroll the nat one, and I will flip this coin. Please continue. Okay, I'm scared. Um, does a twenty-five hit? A uh, twenty-five hits. Roll me damage twice, then. Uh, okay, well, I guess... okay. Got the crit. Um, uh, so that's that there. And then. Uh, and ah. you have the stats for the force damage. Um, isn't it plus? Is it an... Oh, no, I don't if there's extra stats. Yep, it's a plus 1d6 one. One force. Oh, my God. So I'm rolling 2d6 with the crit. Yep. Ooh. Okay, so that's a lot. Pie, pie. Do you need the damage separate for force I, I do not. You can combine it all. Force damage Sweet. is going gonna, is gonna to be very useful against these things. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. I like these technically just... count as plants. <laughs> that is pretty... Interesting. I'm using creatures from Cobalt Press tonight because I want to give you guys a challenge, and these were the grossest monsters I could find. 
Cool. All right, I'm just gonna do some quick maths because I rolled a lot of dice surprisingly totally between fine. those two. Five. Ooh, where were you when I needed you for? Oh, you're level 19. That's why you haven't been in my games before. Okay, so all in total, both attacks, both magics and regular, it's going to be 36 points of damage to this mother effer. Sounds fantastic. All right, so uh, lurching forward, uh, how do you... How do you do this? This thing shambles towards you, reaches out with its bloody, dripping hands going for your throat. Your first uh, blade strikes with just just a brilliant attack. How does it go? So I think she's going to kind of, as she's running, she's going to like, she's taking them out as she runs, cuts her on across her forearm. The lightning damage ignites it. She presses the button, glows in more, even more purple. So she's just like, like purple, glowy sword and she's just gonna go um i would like with her offhand actually to cut off its hand and then just like with the the glowy blade stab into it like the chest so she's just like as she's reaching out for the hand her offhand comes cuts off the, the hand and then she just stabs it with her with her big blade all right. Blade. Uh, it is going to collapse into a pile and begin dissolving directly in front of you good hits good hits um, Claudette, it's your turn. What would you like to do? Okay. How close are these to me? Uh, they are about 25 feet away from you in a semicircle. Ivy has rushed forward and taken out the one that was 20 feet away. They're kind okay, of just like... Okay, so we're going to have to try and rush them to get out of the semicircle that, yeah, the or circle that they're creating. Or you'll have to go just basically down the road behind you. Okay. So you're basically looking at a light bulb formation. Okay, so they haven't managed to kind of... No, so they're basically in a crescent moon above you. Okay, and we're on a street, so they haven't managed to flank us yet. They have not managed to flank you yet. They are working on it, but they didn't notice you until you appeared. You think they might have been chasing Zeet. How many are there? They were probably chasing Zeet. Uh, Now you can see that there are six left. Uh, And they they are actually clustered pretty close. I'd say any, uh, any three of them are within uh, casting distance of a cone. Okay. Um, are any of them next to each other? Yes, there are uh, basically... Like within five feet? Uh, yes, there are two on the... The next two closest to Ivy on the left are within okay. five feet of each other. They are the only two that are within five feet of each other, though. Okay. Um, and do they... I guess looking at them, am I thinking undead or... Or something. Definitely, you would definitely would suggest. You would definitely suggest, or do you definitely think undead, or aberration? Okay. But given you know that these what? look like corpses, I would go undead personally. I'm gonna try chill touch because that keeps me at a distance. Okay. And it saves my spell slots too. <laughs> Though I am gonna activate blade song. Okay, sounds good. So that I have the better AC. Um, So it's a ranged spell attack. Okay. Um, 26 to hit. 26 to hit is an absolute hit. Okay, and does this one go up? Yes, it does. 2d8. Oh, we got another something good happened. Hey, 
Um, 12 points of necrotic damage. It can't regain hit points. And if it is, in fact, undead, it has disadvantage on attack rolls against me. Sounds good. Just against you, though, right? Uh, if you hit an undead target, it also has disadvantage on attack rolls against you until the end of your next turn. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. So, um... And I'll keep just backing up. Sounds good. Uh, a spectral hand is going to reach out and clutch the thing by the throat. It is going to snarl and start to claw at the hand, but it's not going to do anything. Uh, as you back up, uh, you are going to... F- Ooh. How far are you backing up down this alley or down this down the main street? Uh, now, you've actually been here before. The Rue de Rebis is a wonderful walking path that behind you, the street is about 30 feet wide. It normally has like um, people selling masks and incense and soaps and all sorts of wonderful trinkets back there. Uh, but it's mostly just destroyed carts and corpses behind you flanking the walls, some of them in the middle of the street. Um, well, I don't want to get too far from my friends. Okay. So that we can like still help each other. So I don't want to get separated, but we're having to move. Yes. Basically. So I'm trying to not not move. Okay. Um so that is going to put you into my line of sight. Uh what's your armor class? Uh 19. Okay, that's gonna be a miss. A Yes, um, I knew Activate Blade Song was a good idea. <laughs> a um a spectral spear with a serrated tip like a fish lance is going to shoot past your nose, almost severing it from your face. Above you, you notice a shape moving on on top of one of the buildings nearby. I'm gonna call out there on top of the buildings as well. Okay. All right. Uh, very, it is your turn. What do you do? Okay, um... Oh. Oh, I forgot to do this. One sec. Hell juice. Yes. <laughs> hell juice. Tastes like strawberry kiwi. Mmm. Tasty hell. Okay, so here's what I'm gonna do, I think. Um I'm going to lob a spell grenade into by the uh um the warblers that are super close to each other. I mean, it's not area effect, but mm-hmm. um, the ones that were like within five feet of each other. I'm going Sounds to good. say target the one that's on the right of the of the two. Okay, so the one that the one that Claudette did not spectrally grasp. Oh, okay, and I, I'm going to target the one that she did spectrally grasp. Okay, that's sounds good. So that's the one kind of closer to to Ivy up in front of you. All right, so hurling your bomb ahead. All right, give it to me. All right, so here's a ranged spell attack, and that's going to be a dirty 20. Okay. On that, uh, as she pulls this uh, pulls this grenade from her belt, pulls the pin and throws it, that is going to be a... Uh, that is going to be cold damage. Okay. Uh, and let's go with 9, 10, 11... Uh, that's going to be 15 points of cold damage. Nice. Nice. Uh, on that. Um, never be said that I ever have enough post-its. Now, it's been a while since I've played uh, a caster. Uh, spell damage is just flat dice roll, right? Yep, unless, it's, unless it tells you something else. 
Okay, cool. Yeah. So, um, all right. So what does this look like as you, as you roll the sphere of ice out? All right. So yeah, she, she, she pulls this grenade, pulls the pin, chucks it at, uh, at this, uh, at this thing. Uh, and it's going to, um, just before it hits it, it basically, uh, just erupts and this shower of, uh, of ice just, uh, just emanates and goes from this thing and just tears down towards uh, towards the shambler. Sounds good. All right, uh, ice begins forming around the ichor on it, and it is is slowing. It's having a bit of difficulty between you and Claudette. This thing is almost completely decomposed. It's going to keep slowly moving toward you, but you're going to see one of its fingers snap off as it reaches out for Ivy's face. Uh, Ivy, can you do me a favor? Can you just put a little mark on your character sheet? What kind of mark? Uh, just put a little asterisk next to your con score. Oh, no. Uh, the offer okay. is back on the table. Oh, uh, and also I'm going to uh, match uh, Claudette's movement backward. Sounds good. All right. Uh, moving backward, you are going to be able to, uh, to get basically like right next to Claudette kind of holding holding up your gun and like keeping safe with uh, with Crux kind of hopping yes. behind you. Yeah. Sounds great. Okay. Um, Leiden. Uh, Leiden, your wings are out. Oh, they are. Okay. Um, uh, I was about to ask about that. Um, am I also able to Who's, how close is everyone around me? Like my, uh, my so friends. So right now, um, your so Claudette and Vary are about twenty feet behind you. Okay, is there anyone uh, within ten feet of me? Uh, yes, Talfrin. And uh, and of course, um, your uh, Carbuncle friend. Oh, so yeah. I want to try oh, out to this radiant him. consumption thing. Sure. If I'm able to activate those at the same time. Uh, I believe so. How does radiant consumption work? Um, well, it's basically it's the same as my radiant soul, which if my wings are out, I guess my question is, does it feel like I'm also using that whole ability already? Because that's, um, that gives me flying feet, uh, flying speed and also... Yeah, you can activate this the rest of the way. Okay. So then I guess, so there's radiant soul, radiant consumption. Do they, if I can have both of them happening at once, or is that uh, overpowered? You can use your... I feel like, so... The only difference is that one of them gives me the flying speed, and the other one means I also shed bright light and start causing myself and any creatures within 10 feet of me um, radiant damage equal, equal to half my level. Sure, you can have them both. If I'll, I'll offer you to have both. Okay, sure. Yeah. Okay, the offer's off the table. Okay, yeah. So I like wings, this terminology. Um, it makes me happy. <laughs> uh, okay, so in that case, she's going to start moving forward. She's going to fly forward. Um, All right. And is gonna, because that's act. If it's already activated, then I still that, have an action. You do. All right. So your wings are going to flare with holy light. Yeah. And carry you across the battlefield. Um. And where's the one I was looking for? I think she would like to grab whichever one is right in front of her. Okay. She's kind of being reckless here. Okay. Um, and would like to smash it with her mace. Sounds good. Go ahead. Yeah. We'll see if I actually hit. So I'm gonna, if I hit, I'll have to look at some 
That's true, you gotta look up a bunch of stuff, because radiant Ooh. consumption... Yeah, it does a couple different things. Okay, so to hit the first one that I'm hit smacking at, um, it's a 24 to hit. That is absolutely a hit. So okay. you're dealing additional radiant damage equal to your level? Yeah, so that's gonna be okay. plus six. Um, okay. And then also, is that the only thing that it does in addition? Uh, you... Uh, at the end of each of your turns, you and each creature within 10 feet of you take radiant damage equal to half your level rounded up. If you choose. Well, actually, you don't choose. You have to No, take. it just happens, and I have yeah. to take it, too. You, so I'll you, take six damage on this as well. You'll take this three damage. This is ridiculous. It's half your level rounded up. Oh, three, three, up. yeah. So on addition to your turns, you're like, okay. You can take so six if you this. want. That'll be my offer. <laughs> no. Okay. Ah, I rolled lowest damage I could. That's sad. Okay. Tragic. Okay, but that's uh, three plus six from that part. Okay. Um, so it's only s- s- uh, nine at first. Nine at first? Okay. Yeah. All right, so flying forward, you're going to slam the side of your mace into this one's head, striking it with a, bl- a burst of holy light. Um, it is going to stagger back with half of its face caved in, uh, but it is still up. Hmm. Do you have anything else you can do with this a- action? I'm double checking to see if a spell that I've got here works as a bonus action. Uh, it does. I should have cast this first. That was dumb. Um, spirit Shroud. Okay. One bonus action. Call forth the spirits of the dead, which... Um, blah, blah, blah. Spirits are intentionally vulnerable. A spell ends you make it, when you make an attack. Any attack you make makes one D8 extra damage when you hit a creature within 10 feet of you. Yeah, I'll, I'll allow you two, you were I'll too, but you were too on the epic, so I'll Yeah, allow. okay. So I will do that and then do the thing. Okay. Creature takes so, damage. Can't regain hit points until the start of my next okay, turn. So roll the D8. Yeah. There's no D furries. Okay. That was an eight. There we go. That's yeah. much better. And it is, um, I get to choose if it's radiant, necrotic, or cold. I was going to go radiant. I would go radiant. Uh, yeah. It's going to stumble back, and uh, it is, how to say this, uh, it, it, it can't be bloodied, but it's bloodied, if you feel me. Uh, it is, like, the force of your damage uh, and the spectral howling of the dead uh, begin mm-hmm. tearing this thing apart. It is. It is well more than half destroyed in front of you. Yeah, and I need it to be known that there is bright light emanating from her eyes and mouth and just, like, everything is glowing. Ooh, and Space Kitty Face just bought a drama bomb. Cool. I'm going to spend a drama bomb to um, Leiden. Do me a favor. Take 10 points of radiant damage. Okay. Cool. Uh, The drama bomb is going to er erupt in in play. Uh, As you yell and strike into this one, your eyes are going to glow bright white with the radiant energy you're channeling through, and there's just gonna be an explosion of energy. You're gonna take 10 more of it, uh, and this thing is going to crumble to dust. And the so, one next to it is gonna take 10 damage as well. All right, so is that, did I take 20 points total? Uh, you took a total of, that would have been 13 points total. Oh, okay, also the, the three, okay. 10 plus the three at the end of your round. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, could be worse. Okay, uh, all right, Talfrin. Uh, there is a glowing bomb made of lead in in front of you, and your friends are backing away. All right. Um, but you said it was a semicircle, right? They're a semicircle. There is a road behind you. Okay. So you could try to you could try to just bounce, or you could rush in and kill zombies. I'm gonna go rush in and kill zombies. I mean, I believe so, in you, so yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's what we're doing. Um, but first, I'm yes. gonna rage. All right, can you roll me two D100 twice? A D100 twice? Yeah. Oh, right, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, first Actually, one, just 60. roll me D100 and I'll, so you said what, 60? Oh, six zero, yeah. Oh, damn, that's a good one. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the first one. Cool, cool, cool. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, so Talfren, uh, what are you gonna do? Rushing forward? There are still uh, one, two, three, four. Uh, there are still five of them in front of you. One of them is burning with holy light that is emanating out of Leiden in a wave. Uh, one of them is half frozen next to Ivy on the left and almost completely dead. Can... And then the rest are kind of speckled around. Okay. Now those two aren't very close, are they? Uh, those two are not, no. That, I'd say they're about okay. 25 feet apart. Okay. So I wouldn't be able to get to both. No, you, if you um, rushed directly forward, you could encounter what? two of them. Leiden's got this. Okay. I'm going to go to the other one. Okay. Try to knock it down with one hit and then try to Sounds start good. something else. Are you using Great elsewhere. Weapon Master? Absolutely. Okay. Minus five plus ten. Yes. Love it. All right. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So, minus five is going to be hmm. 20 to hit. Okay, that is absolutely a hit. Perfect. Let me just roll my next one, see if I... I uh, are you... Or you do, know oh, damage first, damage first. Damage, damage first, first, damage first on damage this one. Damage first. Uh, I'm um, pretty right. sure with the plus 10, I get to tell you, I get to ask you something special. Oh, man. So, uh, how, how are you going to mess it up, Talfrin? Uh, let me see here. Because I believe you still have now two attack. 19. Oh, you did because you bonus action rage. So you only have one more attack. That's right. What? Well, how, how would I get the other one with a bonus Great action? Great weapon master. Great weapon master. Oh, right. When you, when you kill if you have I a bonus action. because you always crit. have to, because right. combats are really fast in fifth ed, right? So this is true. you rarely get to use it. I know. All right. It's sad. Um, yeah, so that's going to be, sorry, did I say? That's going to be 19 points of damage. 19 points of damage. Um, this thing is going to take the impact of your blade, and the ice is going to burn away immediately into steam as it ignites with un, not holy flame, just regular old flame as your sword nice. starts shooting it out the tip. Nice! Your sword suddenly is wreathed in reddish orange flames that are just swirling like a firestorm around the hilt. All right, you want to play? We're going to play. Uh, I'm just going to swish up and just For catch the... and try in the chest. Absolutely. Uh, so you can move and to then... the other ones there. There are two clo oh, yeah. fairly close. Uh, so right. for the remainder of the combat, anything you touch that isn't on you with your sword will catch on fire. Oh, is that what it was? <laughs> yep. Nice. Nice. All right. All right. I'm going to go to the next guy. Mess him up. Um. Do I need to know the result before I before I call Lucky? You know what? I'm just gonna. What would you I get? Just, uh, not great. Thirteen. That's a hit. I'm gonna. I'm, oh. Okay. If it wasn't um, if it wasn't preposterously low on one of these guys, I wouldn't tell you. Okay. 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 I was like, I'm, I, I, I'm not going to have you waste lucky on geez. one of these things. On the appetizer? Okay, no. <laughs> that's fair. All right, let's go. Let's rock. Oh, God. Uh, 21 damage. 
21 damage. Uh, and uh, roll me another d6, please. Uh, plus four, so 25. Okay, holy crap. That's a four. Okay, uh, that is going to be... All right, uh, did you remember to add the plus 10 damage from Great Weapon Master? Yes. Okay, cool. All right, and the plus two from... Yeah, I'm rolling real crap on my... Okay. On my... <laughs> All right, so uh, running forward, this thing ignites and starts to burn away. Pits of the uh, the ichor are erupting. I need you to make me a con save, please. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna... Lucky. I'm a pretty lucky person. That's a bit better. Um, let's see here. It's gonna be a 12. Okay. Um, bits of this reddish slime, the same tissue that seems to be connecting the moon like a space bridge, uh, begins to burn away. And as you swing through, though, uh, your sword is absorbing most of it. Bits oh, 13, of these flecks sorry, are kind of like coming up near your mouth and you're able to bat them away and not breathe in. Ooh. It looks like these are almost like spores. Uh, this one is still up. I, I'm not going to say alive, but still up. And uh, that is the end. Oh, actually, Carbuncle has an action. Uh, Carbuncle is going to do what Carbuncle do and is going to do a blasty blast. Uh, the one that Leiden is blasting is going to actually get finished off by Carby. The one that took some radiant damage from Leiden, I mean. Uh, is going to give it, get blasted by a radiant blast and cl collapse to the ground. Uh, and uh, Carbuncle, whose name is... Uh, you you guys forgot. Actually, it's Halfrin, so that's all good. Yeah. Yitri. Yitri's gonna... <laughs> I have it down. I'm so proud of you. Uh, Retree is... Uh, he's gonna brace down and... And just... Up the side of the... Uh, uh, up the side of the zombie creature to Leiden's right and uh, is going to run over by Claudette and Vary because it wants to be out of here too. And it's at that point that I would like anyone who would like to, uh, to make me a perception roll with disadvantage. Oh. Okay. Except Vary. Vary, roll flat. <laughs> oh. Oh no. I know nothing. I know nothing Perception with well. disadvantage? Perception. It's a seven. Okay. You're kind of busy. Five. Right I'm busy. Five. I'm busy exploding. Uh, Gonna be an eighteen for me. Perfect. Oh it's god, are you gonna me. scar me with what I see? Fifteen. Always. Unfortunately, the other one was a nat. Frickin' twenty. Fifteen. Ah. Okay. And Talfrin, what'd you get? Oh, four. Four. Okay. So Talfrin and Ivy and Leiden and Carbuncle heard nothing. Oh, Zeet. Oh, Zeet heard nothing either. Zeet's busy. Um. All right. So. Um. Claudette, you and Vary are going to hear the sound of something coming down the road behind you. It's heavy. And it sounds like a carriage. Claudette, it sounds like a carriage is coming. Maybe reinforcements? But it sounds wrong. Uh, Vary, uh, you are going to be able to recognize the sound and weight distribution of a three-wheeled vehicle uh, that acts as a troop trans transport uh, called uh, the Bethesda Onyx. At least that's what it's that's what it sounds like. It's a it's a mobile troop transport, basically akin to like like a SWAT van. But it sounds wrong, mm -hmm. and it's coming behind you very quick. 
Uh, this is a Magitek powered vehicle. Um, all right, and that is going to go right. It's going to be enough for me to talk. Okay. All right. So, uh, Leiden, the that one was destroyed. All right. One of them is going to rush Ivy. The last one near you, Ivy, is going to rush at you and uh, take a swing. That is going to be an absolute hit. Um, that is going to be. Ooh, that's some damage. Oh no. Okay, Ivy, uh, it rushes f- toward you and slashes you across the chest, uh, ripping your shirt a bit. That is going to be two points of bludgeoning damage for the impact, but then it is going to be five points of acid damage as your flesh begins to melt across the top of your collarbone. Ow. Okay. Uh, Leiden, uh, nearby, you'll see the last two of these creatures over on the right. Oh, pardon me. One, two, three, four. There are four of them left. Uh, two of them are going to reach into their guts and start pulling balls of this matter and start hurling it at you. Hmm. Uh, all right, two slime globs. Uh, is your armor class uh, 15? It is not that low, no. It is higher. Damn. Uh, I'm going to give you the... I'm going to put the offer back on the table to reroll. Hmm. Oh, look. That's a 20. Oh, fuck. <clears throat> that hits. Yeah, it's not a nat 20. Wasn't that good. All right. I, one of them is going to catch you right in the throat and deal six points of acid damage all along the side of your... Uh, the side of your armor and and neck, and I would like you to make me a con save, please. Uh, oh. Last one. I was about to do that for my concentration check. Would you like me just to use the roll dice I literally rolled? Uh, n- use the first one for the concentration check, then roll for con con save. Okay. Okay. So that means my spell. Oh my god! What the hell? Wait. Sorry. Can, once I need can to I check play Zeet in somebody's works. game? Okay, uh, con save was nine, and I need to double check what my concentration roll is. Con save is nine? Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Um, it, it, the glob is going to explode, and you're going to feel yourself inhale it. Uh-oh. More than that, you will start to feel ash. It's like inhaling ash. And for just a moment, it feels like tiny barbed needles begin to roll. And there's no way to explain this in a way that doesn't sound ridiculous. But when you were a child, did you ever have one of those suction cup balls? Like a ball with suction cups on all edges, kind of, you threw it at a wall and it went boop, 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 down the side of the wall? No. Okay, well. I think I kind of know what you're talking uh, about. Basically, you can feel like these sucking tendrils of of pain working their way like someone drumming their finger down the inside of your throat. Yikes. Alright. Uh, okay, so that is good. And then down here, that is everybody. Uh, over to your right, uh, one of them charges at Zeet. Uh, Zeet is going to dodge out of the way, spend a grip point, and uh, gets a nat 20 on his attack. Um, so I'm just going to erase this guy. Because there's no way um, that he could survive that. And I, I'm spending my determination Ivy? to succeed my... He's on the um, other side. Okay. Um, to succeed my concentration check on my spell. Okay, and I have hurt them more from Space Kitty Face. 
I was I was wondering because I have a I have a reaction for if something near me. No, he is on the opposite side of the plaza as you. Uh, Meanwhile, though, uh, you all. Sorry, I've got so many guys now. Uh, You are okay. I need. Claudette, uh, I need you to make me a wisdom save, if I'm not mistaken. Let me just double check that it's wisdom. I have like 10 books out right now. Uh, do, 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 uh, concentration. Wisdom saving throw. And uh, I'm going to spend a hurt them more. Roll it with disadvantage. Okay. Well, I accept the use of the hurt them more. Why? What happened? The first die I rolled, though, was an at one. <laughs> okay. Thank you for not telling me on that. Okay. Uh, you are. But going- I rolled it. You told me that, and I rolled another, and I picked them both up, and. It was an out one, so that, I was that's like, totally okay. fair. Uh, all right, uh, you are paralyzed. You feel a sudden catch, like someone is grabbing your soul and squeezing it. Stop there. You hear echo down from the top of the building nearby, and you will recognize that you are under the effect of a hold person spell. Okay. Okay, and that is. That is my action for this one, uh, and it is my action for the other one. Nearby, as you hear that sound, um, you are going to see fire erupt from around the corner, down the rue. As you glance over your shoulder, Vary, you're going to hear Yitri go, smell something funny. And as you glance back, you will see fire erupting out of this what was one of the Onyx transport units. It's built... It's built almost like a tank. And uh, I have an image. This is not the image that it actually looks like, but it is the base. So what I need you to do is... uh, So the basic shape of that... Because I needed a base. uh, So it's kind of like a... It's kind of like a fully wagonized... Uh, vehicle, the front wheel being almost like a tank tread. However, it is covered in scabs and tissue and blinking eyeballs. And it is going to roar and uh, it's going to charge you and Claudette and Yitri. Ah. So... Uh, one moment. Uh, it is going to make an it can make an attack roll against all of you by doing this. Cool, hit it. Okay, but don't hit me. Cool, cool. Okay, uh, that is going to be a hit on all of you. Oh, okay. Uh, Claudette, this is a critical hit for you. Yay! Are Uh, any of them within thirty feet of me, or are they too far? They are too far. Okay, never mind then. They are about forty-five feet away from you. Uh. Okay, so this is going to deal. Okay, one moment while I do math. Okay. 
Okay, so it's going to be 13. Sorry, one sec. Uh, okay. Okay. That could have been way worse. Okay. Uh, it is going to roar around the corner and as it does, you see that it's leaving a trail of blood and you don't even want to know behind it as it just pumps exhaust. It is going to plow through you. Um, Very, you are going to take 25 points of damage. Ah! Uh, you are now prone because it is going to run you right over. Uh, Claudia, <laughs> you're going to take 43. Okay. Are you still... You are prone now. Uh, and... You do not get to... I'll tell you what. I'll make you an offer. I'll let you roll your save after that damage instead of at the end of your next turn. Claudette? Hold person. Yes. It just prevents you from moving, correct? You are completely paralyzed. You can't do anything. Not even, no sound? Nothing? Nothing. You are frozen, basically. Okay. And uh, every attack against you has advantage. Uh, every every hit is a crit. Okay, well, I guess I have to then, because otherwise I die immediately, pretty much. Okay. So. All right, so go ahead and make me a wisdom save. Is it disadvantage still? Uh, it is not because I didn't spend for that this time. Okay, I rolled an 18 that time. Okay, uh, so as you hit the ground, the paralyzation is going to snap, uh, and we are going to be back at the top of the initiative again uh, with Zeet. Uh, this thing is going to roar directly into the center square, uh, and yeah, he's going to take two shots because that's that's what he do. Uh, those are two hits. Uh, so, average damage for him is going to be... Okay, uh, that one sucked. Uh, so that's going to be 30 damage. Uh, and spend a grip point. Sorry, I'll get... This... Why can I not... I don't understand this guy's rolling. Okay, it's going to be 45. Okay. Okay, uh, this thing roars into the center square, cracking the cobblestones as it as it rushes forward. Uh, Zed is going to start running to get out of the way of it and is going to pop off two shots into the side of it, uh, which are going to ricochet around, spend a grip point to get a third attack. And uh, three panels are going to explode and something inside is going to scream. This thing is being piloted from the inside, you think. Uh, and as he dodges out of the way of where it kind of swerves up, it is kind of in the center of the square right now, uh, rushing over, grinding over dead bodies, kind of drifting across the gore. And uh, as that panel breaks away, you're going to see that inside a fleshy arm tipped with a crab pincer is going to reach out like a hermit crab escaping its shell. 
the creature inside of this thing is probably the size of it. Or has swollen grotesquely to meet it. Uh, Ivy, it's your turn. Okay. Um, this thing is about 15 feet from you right now. Okay. Um, what size would you say this creature is? Uh, this is a... It's a large construct. So I honestly think it should be huge. So it's going to... I'm going to say it's huge. Because it is like... I would say an SUV is huge because it covers that many squares. How much... Okay, so it's a... It's a construct a creature. Yes. Okay. Mm, that's a bonus action. You know what? No, I'm not going to try. I probably will make my strength saving throw. Um. Oh, Ivy's going to do something stupid. There's panels open on it. There is a panel open, yeah, with some of the swollen flesh coming through. Cool. Ivy's going to try and run up and jump on it and try and take... Is there a way that she can like try and hit three attacks with her swords at it? Uh, do you have three attacks? I do. I do. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just wondering if she can like jump on it and like stab into it, or does she have to be beside it and keep running and attacking it? Is my question. Um, you can make me an acrobatics check to jump onto it. Cool. I would love to do that. Okay, I'll count that as part of your movement. Cool. For a rule of cool. Acrobatics. Oh yes, twenty one IV. Okay, so you are going to leap on. Uh, Basically, as it kind of drifts to a stop, you're going to be able to run up the front wheel well onto the top, and it will be on top. Um, It'll count as rough terrain from here on in moving around because it's going to be moving very quickly soon. Uh, And you are going to be able to stab the meaty bits. However, because you're on top of it, you can roll with advantage on your attacks. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. I need more dice. I need more dice. I need more dice. Okay, let's pair these off. Okay, the two reds together, two purples together, two slightly clear together. Okay, 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 okay. Because, yeah, um, I took dual wielding, so I get to do three attacks. Um, not great. Okay. Better. Okay. <laughs> Thankfully for the advantage, because one of those was a nat one. That doesn't matter for that one. So the lowest one I have is a, uh, is a 16 hit. Uh, 16 hits. Cool. All right. So all three hit. Um, okay. 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 Ah. Bam. An extra D6 for the force damage. All right. That's that. And then, uh, do, do, do. Ah, another D6 for that. Just the offhand. Okay. So those are those two attacks and that. All right. Sorry. I have lots of dice. That's fine. Ooh, nice. Okay, 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 okay. 12, 20, 30, 35 plus 12 is... 35 plus 12 is 47. 47 points of damage as she stabs into And you added the D6s this. for the force? I did, yes. Do okay. you need those separate? Nope. Uh, 47? Okay. 47. Okay. Uh, You are going to stab repeatedly into this thing, and it is going to scream in bloody terror and rage and pain. Uh, And you are going to see, like, bits of billowing smoke start to pour out of the wounds from where you have punctured into it, and the exhaust system is starting to pump into it. 
Uh, Claudette, it is your turn. You have broken your paralysis and lay on the ground. Okay. I guess I just spend my action getting up then. You could spend half your movement getting up. Okay. I'm going to do that. And then it's bonus action to take a potion, right? Uh, it is a free action in my games. Or no, was it a bonus action? Was it a bonus I thought action? it was bonus. bonus. Yeah, it is a bonus action because it's normally a full action to do it. And I think that's ridiculous. Okay. As such, then I will use my bonus action and my action to drink two healing potions because all I have is minor healing potions. You know what? I'll allow it. Why not? Um, and use the rest of my mo my movement to uh, get the hell out of the way if I can. All right. Am I rolling your potions, or are you rolling your potions? Uh, as I far generally. as where you've already done, always done that. So sounds good. Uh, are they they're two d four plus two, like the minor I don't, ones? No, you just told me minor. Okay, you're gonna heal. I don't know what that means. You're gonna heal eight for the first one and nine for the second one. Yeah, minor is usually 2d4 plus 2, if I'm not mistaken. And then it's 40, yeah, 44, 8d4, and then 16d4 if you're really lucky. Okay. Okay, so standing up, you're going to drink a couple of potions. Um, and uh, I guess just keep your... Do you... You know, you were paralyzed, so you still have your blade song up. Yes. Good. That makes a big difference, if I'm not mistaken. All right, and very, um, it is... It just sorry. gives me more AC, really, and a bit mm. better speed. So I have 40 speed instead of 30. Fair enough. Uh, very, it is your turn. The tank, right, is about, uh, the tank is about 30 feet in front of you. It plowed over you. Yes. And then it spun around, correct? It's kind of like facing... It It is facing towards 10 o'clock right now, and okay, you are 6 so, o'clock. So I can... And so IV I can is on see top the, the inside gooey bits? It is. There's a lot of bits that have been kind of broken away by that impact. All right. So, um, half my movement, stand up. Yeah. Um, half my movement, uh, get out of the middle of the street. That's probably a good idea. Yeah. Uh, bonus action, uh, quaff a potion. Uh, I have one of the little ones as well. Sounds good. All right, be sure to mark that off. And yes, uh, max ten. Yay! I have twelve hit points now. Ha 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 ha. Okay. Uh, and attack action. Uh, I'm targeting the uh, gooey bits on that uh, infernal tank mm -hmm. with a second level uh, catapult spell. Okay. So let's see if this is going to hit. I'm going to use my inspiration. I don't have inspiration. You don't. Oh, crap. Uh, I'm going to use my determination on this one. Okay. To pump this number up. Uh, what object are you oh. using? Oh, wait. Because um, you have to use ammunition for a catapult. Yes. Um, is there any rubble on the street, actually? Yeah, there is. Okay. So I'm going to pick up a, just a, like a, uh, like a chunk, of, uh, chunk of rubble. Okay. Uh, a one pound chunk of rubble. Uh, and actually, uh, could you make me a deck saving throw? Mm, let me just check one thing. Uh, 12. So ah, probably not. You fail. Yes. Yes. I'm so happy. Um, okay. Do I have to make anything since I am on top of this tank? We'll see. 
Um, okay. Well, anyways, uh, I'll leave that up to Kelly's discretion, I think. Um, okay, so this is going to be 4d8 of bludgeoning damage, then I'll Actually, of... yeah, Robin, you are going to need to make a deck save. Because of the because of the kinetic energy that it imparts here. Okay. Because this actually hits hard enough that it stops the creature. Oh, shit. Okay. So, you, at the very least, you're going to get thrown off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. So, okay, but deck do, save. Mike, give me the damage first. Okay, and then I'll, uh, I have a cool little narration for how this is going to look. Okay. All right, so, ooh, oh my god! Uh, so that's 16. Um, that is going to be, um, uh, what's 16 plus 8 is 24. 24. You rolled max? Uh, uh, and then 4, 5, 6, 27. I rolled 8, 8, 8, and a 3. What level did you cast this at? I was second level, so it gets okay. 48. Okay, so how much damage was it? Uh, that was 27 points okay, of damage 27 okay. uh, and so oh i'll let you do math no no it's okay uh, 27 okay all right and so what this kind of looks like um is she's gonna pick up this this hunk of uh hunk of gravel a uh, hunk of rock um these two little arms are gonna pop out of her of her um glove charged you know like electrically mm -hmm. and she's going to just hold this thing in front of her and basically just like electro punch rail gun this thing you're you're gonna gravity gun it yeah good job basically, basically. miss is freeman um ah. yeah she, she's she's gonna like gravity gun like rail gun it just like a certain scientific and, rail gun a certain alchemical rail gun which i didn't know about that until you didn't the know other that day. was a show i didn't know about that show until the other day all right, so but, yes. it is going to launch forward, and it's going to slam into the side. Uh, this thing is pretty heavily armored, so it's going to—it's not going to take full damage from it, but it is going to stop in place and stop drifting, which means, by Tokyo law, it is no longer in control. <laughs> which means yes. it is in control, which means it is out of control. Tokyo law gets a little iffy at times, but it's not moving anymore. Uh, Ivy, you are going to be able to hunker down and hold on in spite of that motion. I was uh, gonna say, could she at that point like, like jump off of it, doing like a backflip off of it? If yeah, it's sure. Like stopped, yeah. cool. So Ivy would like to, she because I may think she realized maybe this is not the smartest idea sure. being on yeah, top. Yeah, you of can leap to the ground with that. You got a twenty-five. I saw in the chat. Yes, yes. All right, so you can deck. definitely flip off, land on the ground with both of your swords drawn like a like a like a Deadpool knockoff. Yes. Okay. This is and, my character. Uh, Thank you. Lida, note you're a Geralt knockoff. There's a difference. It's true. In fact, those are the exact opposite ninja characters. It's true. One talks, one doesn't. Both heal from grievous damage in the middle of fights. Okay, maybe they're the same person. Um, all right, Leedon, it's your turn. This thing is about 15 feet behind you. A giant chunk of rubble has just gone off the back of it. Hmm. And what and about it, the things that were around me? Uh, the things that are around you, there are three zombies still up, zombie creatures. Uh, they're yeah. not directly near you. They're kind of about okay. 15 feet away. Uh, two on your right, one on your left. Mm, but the major threat seems to be this tank thing. Yes, I would say okay. it is definitely the major major threat. In that case, um, gonna fly. Time to fly. Fly at this tank and smash it. There's no one with none of my allies within 10 feet of it, right? I can position myself to that. Yeah, absolutely. I believe so. Yeah, okay. So I still have my uh, my spell up. I succeeded my concentration and all that. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess I'll roll to hit this thing. 
Ah! It's not a good roll. I spent my determination. I miss. I full on. I think I miss. Okay. What's um, your What's your attack roll? Unless I rolled a four, it's going to be a nine total to hit. You know what? I'm going to spend a something good happens. Roll with uh, Roll with advantage, because this thing you are doing a flyby on something that just got conked by a catapult. I think that you would have the the surprise. Yeah. I was thinking either that or just like I overshoot it because I'm I don't know. No, no, no. You're too. You're That's your, even worse. Okay, I can only do so much. No, yeah, no. She just she's gonna try for it and she's just gonna like she Make she overshot it. She's not that used to flying that high that low. I guess. All right. Uh, uh, you were going to fly by and uh, it is going. You don't have flyby as a feature, so it's going to use an opportunity attack on you. I mean, I was gonna fly and hit it, but I guess like I don't know where I, guess I land. I can't because I said it had a claw. It had a claw arm, so I will. Were you flying by to hit it, or were you fly landing near it? And well, hit she it? was gonna. She was flying at it, and the idea was she was gonna try and smack it and land okay. at the same time. Okay. It was supposed to be this epic thing. It didn't happen that way. The problem was you tried to land. Yeah. Uh, it is going to take a swing at you with that strange claw-like arm that uh, was jetting out of its its uh, side. That is going to be a 17 to hit. Miss. Misses. Okay. And Talfrin, it is your turn. What do you do? There are still uh, three zombies up and a death wagon. Yeah, but I'm wondering if we can, like, commandeer this shit. You don't I'm want it. The, to... the upholstery's oh, ruined. No? Oh, I still right, take three points of damage, it. and so does it. Oh, good. If it's within 10 feet. Um, and I can reduce its speed by 10 until the end of my next turn, just because of, I think, that's how that works. Yeah, that works for me. Thank you for letting me know. No, its speed is not reduced. Sorry. Um, it, it, it just already... takes a three damage. I, okay. Talfrin. I would love so. to hit it with my flaming sword. That sounds great. Um, you know, you're close enough to a zombie. You could hit one of those and then go hit it, or you could give it both of your hits. I want to give it both of my hits. Okay, the hits keep on yeah, coming. They, then they don't stop coming. Let's go. Okay, uh, uh, minus five. You doing the uh -huh. great weapon? Yep, great okay. weapon. Okay, so with your flaming sword, you turn, lunge, and uh, raise your weapon. Uh, is your sword presently magical? Uh, no, I don't have any cartridges left. Okay, So it's just Sounds. got fire. Sounds good, all right. So the fire will be separate, and I'll, I'll roll the okay. fire at the end. Didn't we trade? Oh, Sounds like Didn't fun. I give you the ice one? You gave me the ice one, and then I used it, and it was shit. But there were six. There were six charges. Oh, really? Yeah, it was full. It was oh, full. It was a full charge. You have five. So you have five now. I do then. I do then. So you you can have a magic. Can magic I have sword. fire and ice? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can. It's a song. All oh, right. I'm gonna use uh, my bonus right, Let's hope your ending's to... better. <laughs> to pop in the charge. Oh, it's already let's in. Go. You just gotta flip a switch. Oh, flip the switch. It's great. Yeah, it's actually, not. You don't even have a pull cord like the old ones that yeah. came about forty years ago. Nice. <sighs> never starts. You gotta it. prime it. You gotta pr shut up. I'm priming it. Hold the flashlight. All right, let's hit it. All right, go ahead. Um, uh, this is gonna give you a plus one on attack. Nice. That's gonna. And uh, if you hit, uh, you used the. Uh, do you remember what the damage bonus on the ice was? Plus one? I was uh, plus one and an additional d6 worth of ice damage. Oh, gotcha. Alright, so... Oh, there's a lot. Okay, alright. Oh, yeah, here it is. Okay, yeah, magic greatsword uh, plus eight to hit, and then 2d6 plus five. 
was those? That was just a plus one. Oh, plus one, and then a plus two. Six. Okay. Yeah, plus one gotcha, for gotcha, the magic gotcha. weapon because it's magic at the moment. All right, so <sighs> your uh, Talfrin's blade okay, suddenly sorry. crystallizes over. The flames lick around it. You see steam begin to erupt, almost like the two competing energies are starting to form a bit of a hurricane around or a tornado mm. around the base of your sword because Pretty magic cool. and physics hate each other. <laughs> but the sex is great. <laughs> Um, that's just gonna, that's gonna be a 19 to hit. That's a hit. All right. Um, my problem is that I have too many tabs right now, so I'm a little Okay, so you that. should be rolling me 3d6. 3d6. And then adding your strength plus 11. Yeah. Oh wait, no, um, your strength plus 13. Gotcha. If I'm not mistaken because you do plus two for rage, you do plus one for the weapon, because it does a plus one yes. attack and damage and the extra d6. Yes. Yeah, so give me your, uh, yeah, let's do this. So, all right, that is going to be, let's see, uh, 24. I still rolled crap. <laughs> okay, um, you are going to slam your blade down into the side of the wagon. Your flames issue out into it. I'm going to go again. You twist it. Yeah. And you see an just gallons and gallons of blood begin to hit the ground, mixed with oil. Oh. You uh, you may sword. spend your bonus action to strike something else again if you choose. You get I the feeling like that you have to... gutted this thing. It organ meat begins to fall through yeah. the bottom of the ship, or pardon me, the bottom of uh, of its under chassis. What about what about the meaty thing driving it? Uh, everything inside is dead. Oh, okay. It's it's so I, when the meaty thing driving it, basically this was like picture. I need you to picture a station wagon. Yes. Then picture two people driving it. Yes. Then picture that something horrible happened and they continued to grow and consume each other's flesh in an unholy marriage of Ooh. consumptive matter until they were wearing it like a tight shirt. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. That is what the wagon is. It is a gotcha, a, gotcha. a a uh, a white a white t-shirt at a wet t-shirt contest of gore. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. That is the worst description Perfect. I'll ever give in my entire life. Uh, I like and, it. <laughs> yep. Uh, but yes, this thing is dead. You could rush at the okay. zombies if you want. Yeah, um, I would like to use... I'd like to just, like, maybe nick nick the oil with my with my sword again. Oh, don't worry. It's, it's oh, going. Oh, perfect. It's all right, going. All right. Then, uh, cool guys, don't look at explosions. Let's uh, let's hit one of the zombies. Sounds again. good. You actually have two more attacks because you killed something. Because I killed it. Oh, yeah. All right, let's uh, go. So you can actually rush up to two of the last three zombies and take two swipes at them. Yes. Um, that's going to be a 14 to hit. Okay, 14 is going to be a hit. That's going to be, what did I say last time? So you're at 3d6 3D plus 13. Yep. Yep, 20. Um, 20, okay. Yep. Okay, you can take another swipe at this one. The first one, like, cuts its arm off, buried into its leg. And slam it in the chest. Let's All right, do it. You, trust me, you, you hit it, it's dead. Um, yeah. Uh, what did I say? I don't know. No, oh, what did I say to hit last time? Uh, you said like a 14, I believe? Shit. Then 15 to hit. I only rolled an <laughs> <high>. <laughs> That yeah. sounds That sounds sus, but I'll allow it. No, uh, no, no. I rolled an 11 and then I rolled a 12. 
Okay. So, uh, how do you want to do it? And then plus. Um, like I said, I want to just like spear it. Okay. So spear it. Have the, have the, the ice kind of crystallize on it and then the fire kind of overtake it and then rip it out and have it shatter. All right. It's going to just completely shatter into bits on the ground. And mm-hmm. um, actually, that's going to do enough damage that you don't need to make a con save from breathing in its uh, caustic bits. Nice. All right. Uh, back at the center, I am going to flip the token back. To the offer is back on the table for, for future negotiation. Uh, Ivy, make me a deck save with disadvantage. Okay. Because it looks like you're going to have to jump. <laughs> Again? <laughs> uh, this thing is still about 10 feet from you. So, yeah. uh, and it's, it's oil is going to explode. I rolled a four and a five. So that's going to be an 11. I would like to spend my determination to bring it to a 14. That is still a fail. Fuck. Uh, okay. And, uh, are you, now you took a variant tiefling, right? Correct. Tell me your vulnerabilities. Correct. Um, or do you still have resistance what? to fire? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, you are going to take 10d6 fire damage. And Okay, we... I'm sorry for that noise. That was just... I'm not. That was worth it. I was going to say, that was quite the noise. That that was entirely what that... that uh, you're going to take 41 points of fire damage, which will reduce to 20. Okay, I have... Uh, and I... are knocked prone. Okay, I have... I'm still up. I wouldn't have been up if I wasn't resistant to fire. <laughs> There's going to be an explosion, and you are going to be hurled back. Uh, and I'm really sorry to do this to you. Um, that shirt's gone. <laughs> gone. Now he's naked again. Oh my no, God, that's you're not that character true. In anime. That's not true. You have. She's wearing. I was theoretically swords. underwear and boots. Okay, I have underwear and boots, so I am just full on. You're just, just... basic. You're just basically in your exotic dancer mode. <sighs> Or, in terms of a video game, you're max armor. Yeah, you're max it's armor, true. really. Like, you okay, have, so my AC is now, like, 25, Kelly? You, you have permanently mirror image attached to you, right? Like, I, it's a, I have a 1 in 8 <laughs> you know chance of hitting it. Ivy's wearing. Ivy's wearing mesmer armor. Yeah, no, she's wearing mesmer armor. I don't even know it's what this great. is, but... I don't know what this is. Guild Wars. It, it's a bikini-type armor yeah, in it's Guild Wars. Yeah, bikini armor. Okay, so then all of a sudden the zombies are going to get disadvantage on the attacks against her. Uh, anything hot? with a pulse well, how's that? Okay, that sounds great. Okay. Ivy, uh, you're naked again. Stop. Okay. Put on clothes. This is only for Dirk. This is supposed to be for Dirk. I was just going to say, Dirk's not even here. No, nope, I'm not <laughs> thinking. I'm not thinking. I know. I, I wonder where he is. I hope he's alive 10 days okay. in the future. But I'm scared. I'm scared for Dirk. All right. Uh, meanwhile, nearby Claudette, you glance at the potions. Uh, you, pardon me, you down both of the potions. And as you do. Ooh, do. Uh, I am going to take another swing at you with that, with that spear thing. The spiritual weapon is going to lance out at you, and that's going to be a miss. I must have been to hurt the mortar roll again. That's a. Okay. Uh, it's going to catch on the edge of your blade, and you're going to be able to dance backwards as it rolls a nine to hit you twice. Actually, it rolled a nine and then an eight. 
So uh, you are going to blade fence it backward, and you will recognize this is a spiritual weapon summoned by the creature on the roof is just just outside of your range to be able to really get a good look at it. It looks like a humanoid shape, but all of the hair has just fallen off of its ashen gray skin. Uh, And he is going to lift his hand at you. Uh, And yeah, I'm going to finish you off. Is he casting at me? He's going to cast. Counterspell. Okay. I was going to use Inflict Wounds at at second level on you, so that's good. (laughs) Isn't Inflict Wounds a touch spell? Uh, Not if they cheat. Oh, Lovely. Which I spent to hurt them more to cheat, by the way. So that's great. Damn cheaters. Well, there's the, my reaction. <laughs> okay. Uh, so uh, he was, he's he's the servant of a cheating god. So he was going to, uh... yeah. Um, all right. So uh, energy is going to bubble up, trying to spear into you. And you are going to just spend a charge from counter spell. And you're going to hear in accented common. Emrisian, fucking bitch, echo down the alleyway. Uh, and it is zombie turn. Uh, zombie number one is uh, going to take a take a swing at... Uh, one of the zombies is going to charge Talfrin. And is going to hit Talfrin. Congratulations, buddy. You got hit by a zombie. I got hit by a zombie. Holy shit. Uh, and you're going to take... 10 points of damage, five regular and five acid. Uh, so that okay. means that you will reduce uh, that- one to two. So you'll take a total of seven points of damage, uh, five of it acid as it comes forward you and wipes its gore down the side of your face. Now I need you to make me a con save as this gore, this meaty tissue starts to work its way into your mouth. Gross. That's a 23. I'm pretty good at these. I believe in you. Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry. Uh, I, I, sorry, you missed it. Uh, I said oh, that's a 23. I'm oh, pretty God, good at these. No. I, I only, heard, the, I only heard this something good at these. Oh. Sorry. Uh, so that is fantastic. Uh, that's going to be good. Uh, and then the other one's going to hurl another glob at Zeet uh, and get a five. This is okay. Zeet's going to spend a grit point to auto-react. And that's a hit. God damn it, Zeet. <laughs> okay. That's not max damage. Every time he had a reaction, he was rolling nat 20s. It was ridiculous. So he's just like, he's just doing the dead eye shot, like constantly just like, it's high noon. Whoosh, whoosh, or that's no moon. I don't know what he's saying at this point. One shot, one kill. One shot, one kill. <laughs> My name's no longer McCree. <laughs> just name him Matt Mercer. That guy's never done anything wrong in his life. Until next week when the paper comes out, I'm sure. Because now that I've said that, it's going to be like, Oh, Matt's great. All right, it's done. Okay. Uh, so one of them takes another shot in the chest, dealing a significant amount of damage to it as it hurls a glob at Zeet. And we are going to be at the Carbuncle's turn. Uh, the Carbuncle is does not have range on that. Um, yeah, that's about all he can do. He's got, you know, he's going to see if that recharges. Holy shit, it recharged. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, that is a... That's only 30 feet, and that's definitely higher than that. You know what? He's a cat. 
Yeah, let's go to something that happens for that. Okay. Uh, now, as I said, the rue is aligned with destroyed carts, bits of bodies, and, and remnants. Um, the thing that calls you a bitch from the, from the roof is going to snarl down at you, Claudette, and... And Yitri, the carbuncle, is going to yowl and with cat-like speed bounce off some of the rubble, climbing up the side of the building, clutching onto window panes and window frames and window boxes, and then is going to leap the rest of the way, kind of hovering in the air for a second as he reaches the apex of his position, which is going to put him just inside of 30 feet, uh, and is going to fire another blast at this guy. <laughs> because he's a cat and that's ridiculous and I love it and he failed so he takes 3d6 radiant damage which doubles because he's a dick uh, that's still not great um, he's going to take 20 points of damage this strange cleric is going to take 20 points of damage as uh, as Yitri blasts him uh, and falls down to the ground. And uh, unfortunately, although cats generally land on their feet, uh, Yitri is pretty damaged. You can see that his back hindquarters are stripped down to the meat and bone. And uh, as he f tries to land, his leg goes out from under him and he's actually going to take... Uh, he is unconscious. He hits the ground hard. But he got him, and that's what's important. Uh, top of the initiative. Uh, Zed is going to shoot some zombies. Talfron's got one. Cool. Uh, okay, Zed is going to take care of that zombie, meaning the only one is the one that's directly in front of Talfron. Uh, and is going to move back to uh, to the Rue, where Claudette is. And Vary is as well. Uh, Ivy, uh, it is your turn. You have been knocked to the ground. And uh, the, uh, the half-orc cowboy is going to rush past you and say, You okay? You need help? Yes, uh, I'm very hurt. Oh, for fuck's like... sake. <laughs> and he's going he's gonna to correct his motion, run back and grab you by the... <laughs> by the horns. <laughs> and, like, start dragging you by the horn. Okay. It doesn't hurt as much as you think Ooh. it would. <laughs> Ivy's just like looks down at herself and she's just like oh, I need armor um, so she'll get spend half of her action or half her movement to get up from okay. from oh, you don't have Z. to you're being you're being pulled up as as his as his bonus oh, okay. action um, so. so as she's walking back to where like Claudette and everyone is um, Ivy's gonna touch herself um, and cast Cure Wounds on herself because that's one of my chaos spells for this oh, day. Oh, good. Yeah. What a useful uh, chaos spell. What? What a useful chaos spell indeed. Right? I know. I rolled, f it was four, so I get, I got message, Cure Wounds, and Levitate. So I'm going to use Cure Wounds. So 1d8 plus my spell casting mod, which is one. Woohoo! Um, so um, would you like to roll that? Or would you like me to roll that? Would I roll my own spell? I guess, yeah. Uh, you can roll it for yourself. Okay. Oh, right. That's a six. That's seven points. So Ivy's... <laughs> she's a little better. Um, and yeah, she's just going to spend... Uh, it looks like Talfrin has the last zombie kind of taken care of. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming. Yeah, okay. pr pretty much. Um, so yeah, she's going to just basically use her full... Her action and... Well, I guess she would spend an action to cast 
cure wounds on herself. Yes, it will take a full action. Yeah. So she'll just take her full 30 feet of movement and and head towards the street. And then just kind of like, she's just like... No, Grips. she's gonna own it. She's just gonna like put her swords. Well, no, she'll keep her swords she, out, but she's just gonna walk like she, she's hot shit. Cause she, she is, is hot, hot shit. Sh- All right, so right Claude directly in front of you. Yitri hits the ground hard and goes limp. Um, this creature is still on the roof above you, about fifty feet up. What do you do? Okay. Um. And fire seems to be good against them so far. Uh, that was radiant damage. The Oh, that was radiant? Yeah. The carbuncle is a celestial being, so it shoots radiant. Yeah, yeah but right. I think... Didn't all the others use fire? I'm sorry? Yes, the other stuff? Uh, it was a mixed bag. Okay. A lot of it was holy fire. Okay. Fifty feet, huh? Hmm. Uh, well then, you know what? I'm just going to cast Magic Missile at it. Okay. And dart to pick up the carbuncle. Okay, sounds good. How many, Moving what level? to try and get away from this stuff. What level Magic Missile? Uh, just first. Okay, roll me damage. So it's three darts, I believe. Yes. Yep. Your Magic Missiles pour out... Uh, 12. 12? Okay. Slamming into into him, he is going to uh, stumble back, and I'm going to do if something good happens. One sec. Okay. Uh, he will not fall off the roof from that damage, but he did teeter for a second. I think that was fair. Okay. Okay. Uh, that is going to be your action. Uh, the carbuncle is bleeding from the side of his head and is fairly banged up. You can see places where, just like you, his flesh has been torn by that spiked, that spiked mill wheel at the front of the uh, the, the death cart. Uh, Very. What do you do? You had just fired the catapult. There's only one zombie ahead of you. The cart has exploded in a cacophony of damage. Uh, okay. So. Uh, looks like they've got the zombie, but there's this thing that just downed uh, our carbuncle friend. Yep. On the roof. Yes. And from where I am, it's about what? About but, 190 feet? 100 feet? No, it's about, from where you are, it's about 60 feet diagonally up on top of the roof. Okay. Uh, I'm going to move. Uh, I'm going to move. So that it is within, uh, oh, 60 feet's actually my range on this. Okay. Um, I am going to level my pistol at it, the shooting star, mm. and I am going to take a shot at it. Okay, sounds good. All right, so this is my, uh, this is my magical weapon. Uh, do, 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 do. Here we go, and that's going to be a... Uh, 19 to hit. 19 to hit is a hit. Yes. All right, and that's 1d10 plus 6. 
is going to give me a damage of really um <laughs> eight because okay. i rolled a two all right um your shot is going to uh strike up and you're going to hear the sound of of the bullet piercing through a breastplate solid damage there actually nice yeah Woo, magical you, piercing do you do anything else um i i've used my movement i've used my action um you know what? I'm gonna use my bonus action to send the bun to you to force blast the zombie. Okay. Uh, what's the range on that? How fat? How much can this thing move and shoot? Uh, he can move forty feet, I believe. I actually didn't have his info up. Uh, one okay. second. Um, from where you are, he can rush up and help Talfrin. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, and so this is just, going just to- barely with that forty though, because I don't know what his range is. Uh, all right. Wow. Google, can you fucking load, please? All right. Here we go. I've got it now. Mm, all right. And then this is a four strike, and it is going to be a 19 to hit. Uh, 19 to hit is going to be hit. Perfect. Uh, all right. So his fly speed is 30 feet, and the attack is a 30 foot range. Okay, so then that'll be plenty of room. Okay, so uh, roll me damage. All right, so that's going to be 1d4 plus 2. That's going to be 6 six force damage. Okay. As, as as the bun flies up and goes... Uh, Talfrey, can you make me a con save? Okay. Uh, Talfrey, you're going to hear behind you, and a, a force energy blast is going to strike this thing, uh, releasing a bunch of spores and shattering its jaw. I'm going to add my determination. All right. That it's sounds be a 17. Perfect. Good to know. Good to know. I was like, it's probably on the edge. So I'm just going to determination. There we go. Okay. Sounds good. And, uh, okay. Very, that's your turn. Uh, Leiden, it's your turn. Uh, there is one zombie behind you. The cart mm-hmm. that, oh, you were right next to the cart when it blew up, weren't you? Uh, yeah, I think I was. Did I need to do something for it? Yeah, sorry. I lost you there for a second mm. in my head. Uh, can you make me a deck save, please? Okay. 14. 14? Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 Um, you are going to take some fire damage, my friend. Okay. Actually, wait, you're going to take... Boop, boop, boop. All right, so this thing explodes directly in front of you, uh, and you're going to take... Uh, that is going to be... Sorry, what, 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 what. my roller working correctly. Uh, you're going to take 23 points of fire damage. That's not good. That's really not good. Uh, however, mm. this thing is destroyed. Uh, as you shield yourself from the burning, uh, the burning directly in front of you, uh, you are going to see that Claudette is engaged in combat with something on the roof ahead of you, uh, mm-hmm. about a hundred diagonal feet up <clears throat> in front of you. Right. Okay. So um, I succeeded my concentration save, thankfully. Good. Good. Um, I need to do something here, though, because. You do. Uh, Uh, 
Because I'm just like, my hit points are very, very, very low. Sorry, that changes what I'm about to do. Does um, it? It does, because no. I'm at three hit points. And oh, yes, and at the end of your turn, that'll... Eat I will take three immediately. Okay. Um, so, uh, do I have anything that I can cast that is a uh, bonus action that can heal? No, it can't. Oh, no. I either have to end my effects or... Uh, no, I don't want to do that. Okay, I'm just gonna... All right. This is gonna suck. Okay, I'm just gonna fly up and try and smack the person and... Okay, what's and your speed? Suffer. At uh, 30 feet flying. Okay, so it's, he's 100 feet away. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah. Um, well then, okay, if he's that far away, then would I you, nothing I have can reach him. Would you like to... Would you like me to make you an offer? What will the effect be for the offer? You'll be able to reach him. Sure. Yeah, let's just, like explode forward and I will yep, attempt to the fireball is going to propel you forward yeah obviously. okay yeah alright let's see and, if I actually uh, hit this thing using a surge of divine <laughs> radiance you're going to fly forward see this is the type of gaming I actually really prefer is the more narrative mm. style like yeah let's make you all into anime characters let's do it yes <laughs> it's still inside the rules I'm just going to hurt you okay what do you got You get an out one. I guess what I roll, yeah. Roll the now one. I'm gonna botched. die. I botched. You're that so is bad. fantastic. All Vegan's right. gonna explode herself, I think, because she misses. She's gonna immediately take three hit points at the end of her turn, and I botched. And are you flying? And I'm flying so at an extreme speed. Fall and okay. take death saves when you land. Okay, uh -huh. so. Uh, Okay, that is not a crit, at least. Um, you are going to rush forward, and uh, you are going to lash out with your mace. You're flying so you're flying faster than you've ever flied, I've ever flown. And as you lash out, this person is going to turn and looking at you with glowing red eyes, bits of vein and matter streaking across the pale scalp. And you'll realize now this is this is. This is someone you recognize. As you, as you look for just a moment, you are going to recognize the face of one of the sir, the students that you studied with. She's only about 30 now. Her ears are elongated and serrated. Her teeth are fanged. Her name was... Avelia? You can't remember. She catches you by the wrist. Looks at you for a brief moment. And her jaw descends. Pardon me. Um, distends, is what I should say. And opens until... A pair of purple-black jaws superimpose over them with spectral energy, and uh, delicious. Uh, she's gonna bite you. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, I need you to make me a con save. Okay, I'm not using that dice again. Oh no. Okay. Um. And I eight. need you eight. Okay, so um, okay. Uh, do a little mark a little asterisk that you are sick. 
Uh, and then make me another con save, please. Okay. And how do you treat necrotic damage? Um, I reduce it by half. I'm resistant cool. to it. Cool. Uh, no necrotic um, damage that I deal reduces. Oh, shit. Okay, so that's also the second save you just gave was a 16. 16. Okay, so you'll only take half damage on this, which is going to still knock you down. Um, uh, she is going to bite into you, dealing 38 points of necrotic damage. Okay. Uh, and starts sucking the life force out of you as everything starts to fade to black. Okay. Quick question. Um, and I is also leading... take... How far away are those two from everyone else? 50 feet on top of the roof. Shit. Darn. Picture yeah. like European style, like four story houses. Oh, I know. I just have Curse of the a Fallen Puppet where if something within 30 feet of my range, if it drops to zero hit points, I could make Leiden do another attack. Uh, it is inside <laughs> of your, uh, she is inside of your range. Sweet. She's within 30? No, but she's inside no. of your range. Cool, Leiden, make another attack. Okay. Um, I are my effects still up? Have they gonna, not faded yet? Go I'm ahead. gonna amplify it um, so you can get plus three to your damage. Come on, dice, don't fuck with me now. Only one hit point for myself. Beautiful. Plus what? How many? Plus three. Plus three to my hit. Okay. Yep. Um, and. Um, you know so what? I'm gonna say I'm gonna give you advantage on that actually, because okay. because she's not expecting this. Okay. Um, and I can use my determination. Sure. Okay. As Ivy like cuts herself and like just starts speaking in abyssal, looking at Leiden. Um. <laughs> go. Should be a dirty twenty. That's a hit. Okay. Now I need to check. So is my spell still Every, up? Or everything is everything still, still up at this exact okay. second. Okay. Technically, technically it would lapse, but I'm gonna say mm -hmm. no. For one, for one solitary reaction, it will function. Oh, that one sucks. Okay, but that's okay. Um. Uh. Mm. So that should be. 17 radiant 17 radiant cool cool yes. cool uh all right and it's the end of your turn so it's 37 radiant after it is pardon me that is 40 radiant after it is doubled oh uh okay yes so, and i take three so you're more gonna, points of <laughs> yep uh now that means that you're gonna fail two death saves yep I am very, As you very, start very... to be burned away by your radiant energy. Uh, mm -hmm. However, you are going to... Uh, this thing bites into your throat, and there is a pivot at your wrist, and your mace is going to come up and punch through this thing's torso. And there's going to be a... <laughs> explosion above, and Leiden, you're going to be catapulted down to the street. Uh, Talfrin, it is your turn. Uh, I'd love to run and catch her. Sounds good. Can. There's still the zombie in front of you. The last oh, zombie. I'll smack it. I'll smack it first. Okay. Well, you won't be able to do the full run to Leiden if you smack it. I'm 
gonna run to lead and start. Okay, I'm gonna make an opportunity attack on you. That's fine. I'm gonna miss. Okay. <laughs> Alright, so uh, go ahead. I would like you to make me a um, an athletics test. Okay. To grab the falling leaden. I'd like to reroll lucky. I would like to let you. Thank you. Uh, let me see. Well, 15 and athletics is 22. 22 is going to be a catch. Leiden is going to plummet off of the rooftop. As she does, her wings are going to burn away into motes of glowing embers. Just kind of falling from her like like blossoms off a tree that's been lit on fire. And uh, she's going to tumble to the ground, but you are going to catch her seconds before her head would have struck the stones and snapped her neck. Um, there is uh, going to be a roar of motion. A glob of goo is going to fly by all of your faces as the zombie roars. If that you're not paying attention to him, he's very upset about. <laughs> and then you're going to see the one handed over the shoulder with a 27. Um, there's going to be an over the shoulder. No look. Uh, 360 no scope from Zeet. Bang! Oh, nice. <laughs> the zombie is going to fall to the ground. And with that, combat ends. Zeet looks oh. around at you. Is everybody alive? No. Can I try and Can do a medicine check her? on Leiden? And bring sure. her over. And then I'm going to run up to Claudia and the Carbuncle and do a medicine check on Carbuncle as well. We'll get him up and run. We got to get the fuck out of here. We have a safe house not too far from here. Get them on their feet. More are going to be coming. Okay. That's going to be a 15 to try and stabilize Leiden. All right. And Leiden, if Barry was running over to take the carbuncle, Claudette's going to kind of shove him in Barry's arms and run over to Leiden. Can you carry her? Absolutely. Even if Leiden, like, does wake up, he's still going to carry Leiden anyway. All right. Z turns, looks have... around. What? Do you have, in the safe house, do you have armor? Ivy's, like, looking down at herself. I need it. Badly. You look fine, but yeah, we do. I, I got a sixteen medicine for um, you will be able to you'll be able to stabilize Yitri. Cool, and I'll I'll carry Yitri. Wait, how big is Yitri? Yitri is a small monstrosity. About oh, okay, so like, so about like, the size of like a bobcat. Okay, so a, a large cat. He is the size of Charlie as a cat. So Ooh, he's about okay, a, so... a two and a half foot long cat. Okay, a Maine Coon. Yeah. So Ivy will probably pick up Yitri. Yeah, yeah. Because well, that's true. I forgot. Like, that, that's what you're asking. Yeah, yeah fair. Barry's yeah, like, like uh, oh, uh, I got. Yeah, Claudette just kind of drops it on Barry. Very <laughs> Um, once, if it seems like Leiden is going to survive, Claudette will kind of like shrug out of her cloak and offer it to Ivy, so you can at least kind of tie it around you as a skirt. Oh. Holy crap. That was... 
losing your clothing. Alright, shit. Y'all been to this capital before? Yeah, yes. before this. Okay. Begonia and Chateau Nanessa Trang. Which way do I go with, for that? Uh, that way. Alright, then follow me. With that, he'll lead you down the gore-slick streets of the city toward where this safe house will be. Which we'll reach in just a minute. But first, it's time that we took a short break. Folks, oh. don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hey everybody, it's Kelly here. I just wanted to let you know that if you like this podcast, you can support it directly on patreon.com slash dorktales. Doing so allows you to help the creator directly, but also gives you access to a bunch of additional features. For example, a once a month behind the scenes podcast. You also gain access to exclusive Patreon games like Strixhaven, A Curriculum of Chaos and Technocracy Zero Sum, a whopping three months before the general public. That's a great deal. On top of that, as of January, you'll also have access to our new bi-weekly Dork Tales the Podcast, which is a D&D homebrew game that's actually recorded live in person for a change and stars myself, Christine, Robin, and Krista. Uh, it is a high fantasy game full of chaos and mayhem, and I think you're absolutely going to love it. And if you are a member of the Patreon, you will get it three months before it shows up on this podcast platform. To encourage you to consider joining the Patreon, here's a random 30-second clip from Dork Tales the Podcast for your listening pleasure. Oh, turn corner. Is <laughs> <laughs> it still taste after all this time? <laughs> Unless the fish man was using it. Oh no! <laughs> Tastes fishy. Tastes <laughs> fishy. Now we're showing showing up. <laughs> pretty great time. Dork Tales the Podcast is going to be releasing on our Patreon in January and should be in general release around March or April of next year. Hopefully you'll be able to join us early, but if not, be sure to tune in, leave comments and reviews, and we'll see you there. Thanks so much for your time. Have happy holidays. And now, back to the episode. Are you ready to head back in, everyone? Yes. I know I am. Sounds good. You make your way through the blasted, destroyed parts of Old Emery's. You wind your way around. Zeke Calder asks you for help and guidance several times, Claudette. He's not used to this city and hasn't spent much time here. He tries to navigate as best he can. But uh, it's not easy. The burdens that you're carrying in your arms grow heavier with each passing moment, and your wounds begin to sting from the ash and heat in the air around here. All around you, beyond the range of your sight, you will hear the sounds of screaming and terror, pain, and death. The sounds of an abattoir echo through the streets the splash of gore the stink of death before long he will lead you around the corner I think I got it from here here and directly in front of you is an access tunnel 
down to the underground rail system. And Nessestang Station. However, it's plugged. Unlike the rest of this that is covered in gore, this one is wrapped in intertwining vines of gold and emerald. Elven magic seals this off. It seems to resist with all of its might the natural energies boiling up out of the earth itself struggle against the chaos phage. Does anyone speak Elven? Okay. Right, just down here. Azit says, takes a step forward, and uh, with his guns still in his hand, will hold them up, and in Old Elvish, you will hear him say, Let us pass in the name of the king. And the vines will slowly part, regally, allowing you access to the old stairwell, the marble steps that lead down into what was once a majestic underground tunnel. He turns, notices that you probably noticed. Don't ask. And he's going to start walking down. As you all pass... Kind of smile a little bit. (laughs) He takes three steps, pauses, waits for you to pass, rolls his eyes with exasperation, looks back at the vines, and says in Elvish, The king says close. And... (sighs) They ain't smart, he'll say in common. They're going to have to teach us that phrase, I guess. Uh, it won't work for you. You ain't special. You ain't... You just shut up. We're not proud of Elf, you mean? I don't know. I don't know who your mommy or daddy screwed. Good for them. Thank you. Hey, no thing. Uh, he leads you down into the tunnel. So nothing can get... Those things can't get past the, those vines? Eventually, they probably will. But we've got some other protections down here. That's layer one. We got a little bit of a walk, but... Do you think they uh, they need to rest up quick? We can, we can take shelter here for a few minutes. It ra- won't do me any good. All right, let's keep going then. Heading down into the old platform. He leads you down, hops onto the rail system. One of the old lightning rails is still there. It stopped, ground to a halt, plugging the northward tunnel. He instead winds you down along the south, warning you not to step on the third rail which still crackles with pent-up electricity from the lightning elementals that are bound into them. All in all, the walk takes you almost a half mile north. 
And then he finds a service tunnel. Barred with an old hatch from when these tunnels would flood. And the maintenance workers risked drowning just to keep the old rails working. He approaches, bangs a series of knocks on the side of it. And after an ungodly amount of time, the door will creak as the bulkhead is retracted and it groans open with ages of rust behind it. A half-elf is on the other side. He's... If he were a human, he'd be in his late 40s, early 50s. It's been a while since you've seen any half-elf with heft on him. And this is a jolly one. Hair starting to recede a little bit, but otherwise long. (laughs) The very front of it looking like the beginning of a barcode across the top of his scalp, almost like a tonsure. And wearing vestments with a, a dangling golden star hanging from the front. My friend, I thought you were going to be a bit faster than this. You've brought guests. By all means, come inside, come inside. Please. He gestures you inside. His nails are painted vibrantly and uh, in kind of a a shimmering prismatic purple. And uh, he is wearing quite a few rings and baubles along his wrists and fingers. Please, come, come inside, come inside. I'm Machinidas. I'm a cleric. Does anyone need healing? She does. Um, help show them lift, first. Lead in that's the cleric of the orphan. By all means, please come inside. Did you manage to? I didn't find shit. Place is ruined. You see. Well, the others will be happy to see that there are uh, more survivors out there. Yes, please come, come inside, come inside. It happened. An ancient evil has returned to Elos, or has, I guess, suppose, arrived here for the first time. A creature known as the Black Star. We have our theories of how it happened. Three days ago, this began. This happened in three days? I mean, considering the fact that we left a perfectly normal world ten days ago. It happened immediately after the coronation. What coronation? Who? Of, um... Uh, it was immediately after the... the death of the Empress. Well... To be fair, affairs are slightly muddled there, but uh, Empress uh, Leandara uh, succumbed some time around the, well, uh, the wedding. Uh, her oldest, um, <clears throat> no, 
um, her son, at the very least, um, uh, King Adsegal. Um, where did Lucia, Lucia Maravec, Queen Maravec, Queen Lucia, I've never been good with, <laughs> we don't do queens and kings quite as much to the north. The coronation and wedding were within a night of each other, and the next day this occurred. Hmm. Last celebration at the end. As he's saying this, he's leading you inside down this service tunnel. And after about another five minutes of walking, lights are going to suddenly come into your view and you will find yourselves in an underground station. It looks like an old station that had been made and never actually used. Like the city had moved and grown around it, and it had either been abandoned or had just been obscured. And I'd like everyone to make me an insight roll with disadvantage, please. So I'm assuming Leiden's still unconscious and being carried at this point? You are going to come to, actually, at this moment okay. that I ask you to roll insight with disadvantage. Cool, I will insight. Eleven. Okay. Oh! Oh no, my days are cursed 17. tonight. Could oh, I, no. as a bonus action, drink a potion that gives me advantage on my wisdom checks? No, that would be meta. Darn. Yeah, fair. fair. So, um, would be a, a nine, but there are both ones. Sure. All right. So you are just you're just too out of it, really. You find yourself kind of lolling back and forth inside of your own mind as you're struggling to kind of come to. You feel ill. You know that there is something wrong with you. Um, as you cross the threshold, Claudette, you think that you will see among the old tiles. Now, now this place is actually magnificent. The carvings and columns in here are are flawless, although a bit dated. This. Tunnel. This 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 station is a good three four hundred years of architecture behind. It has slight uh, Arcosian um, influences, obviously. So, say Greek Greco influences in Rome, Corinthian style columns holding up the ceiling. The tile work is a beautiful fresco, faded a bit with time, but of one of the earlier emperors. The one who probably commissioned this tunnel. However, as you are walking over the fresco, Claudette, you will see that in in the fresco itself, sealed inside of the paint, as you cross over the emperor's face, you'll get a chill up your spine. And glancing down... They've done a certain amount of art, a certain amount of shading around the eyes to represent a keen vision. But damned, if it doesn't look like someone painted something directly into the iris. Can you make me a, uh, a religion roll, please? Uh... 
24. All right. Uh, you are going to recognize that the reflection should be a crescent moon, just basically from the position that it's in, but instead, the artist carved in a slightly wickedly curved smile. The symbol of Zalos, the trickster god. This station has been blessed by the god of lies, love, and mischief. Perhaps that's where perhaps that's why it vanished from record. Mm. Now all around you, as you start to come to, there are quite a few people huddled up inside. There's a survivor camp here. And although the station is quite large and um, planks have been placed across to allow transfer between the two sides of the station where the tunnels used to bisect or would have bisected had they been stretched out like that, inside of this tunnel there must be a good 90 people. Families. Soldiers. Merchants. People crouching with what little possessions they have. Zeet leads you across the planks toward where it looks like a command center has been set up. There's some room over here. Uh, grab a space. Rest up. I gotta check in with some people. But y'all gonna be okay for a few. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Alright. You rest up. We're gonna be we're safe down here for now. Good to see y'all again. How you too. That? Well, that's true. We did meet on the train, didn't we? Yeah. Claudette uh, didn't see the other half of that, so. He'll holster his guns. Thank you for your directions at that point. <laughs> Thank you for your directions here. I gotta be honest, part of the reason I ran into you all was because I got a shit sense of direction myself and got lost on my way back from scouting. Scouting for what? I was either looking for a way out of the city or a way to... to shut down whatever's inside of the... Uh... Well, inside uh, of the, the palace. I think I know how to deal help with that. I think you took a big blow to the head, and you should rest up for a few. That sounds like a very good idea. And she's just gonna, like, sit down and lie down, if she can, are and take a nap. Just, are these just survivors from the capital, or...? There's some of them. The, the cleric leans forward, Machinitis leans forward, and they're all quite hurt. Um, we call unto you the Golden Star. Lay your hands upon and heal all of the wounds that come before. Wash over them with your divine grace. May they soar in the heavens.
and uh, he is going to touch down, and uh, you will all regenerate hit points. Uh, period. You will regenerate all hit points. Oh, oh wow. Oh. Wow. Wow. Uh, you will not regenerate your conditions, though, and uh, as he takes a look at you, uh, he is going to look directly at Ivy. Oh, I'm... I'm sorry. What? Black Star is as much a plague as it is a being. Your um your skin. And uh, he will gesture toward the side of Ivy's face where you will see bloody red veins beginning to streak out of the corner of her mouth. It is um, perhaps slower acting in your um, mixed blood. Humans are particularly vulnerable. I... I... Uh, will I become one of those creatures? I am not certain what any one of us will become. We'll figure it out, Ivy. We won't let you become one of those. You should... I, she's, you can see that she's starting to, there's a slight bit of panic on her face right now. I'm just, I'm a, I'm going to be a danger. I'm, you, I should leave. I don't want to infect anyone else. You're safer with us and we're safer with you. We'll figure this out. I'm sorry. It looks like you're doing worse for wear as well. He'll turn and look at you, Leiden. This, I know, though. This is lucky. I mean, it's very unlucky. But this I can cure. Just a moment. The Daka Plague. Action. Do you know greater restoration? Are you able to channel that? I'm afraid that healing you sapped much of my connection. I've been healing people all day. There is another cleric here. 
don't, I don't believe I'll, I have that yet. I will. Let me get him for you. Thank you. I'm, you are a cleric, though. Yes. I think you were unconscious when. Um, when I introduced myself, um, Machinidas. Hmm. Um, Leden and Merev, orphan of the cleric. Uh, Cleric of the Orphan. I am. I apologize. <coughs> yes, you are. Can I get an insight roll off of everyone? Including me? Uh, yeah, sure. Hmm. Ah. Uh, Eight. Eight. One, Okay, uh, Ivy and uh, and Claudette. Um, I think you're the only ones who got above sixteen, right? Sixteen. I got what? sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as he says that, you notice that there's like a slight shine in his eye as he says it. There's more to his statement than he is letting on, and there is a slightly paternal tone to his voice. I'm going to go get that cleric for you, Leighton. <clears throat> I'm glad that you're all right. He stands and makes his way back into the crowd. Leaving the five of you alone. The carbuncle is still sleeping on the ground, moaning occasionally in a mewling mass of fur and matted blood. What do you do? Leiden's gonna motion them to come in. She's still sitting down and not really like mm. moving much, but she'll motion them to gather around. You're basically Is there anywhere the obvious? Uh, like, is it just the veins in the corner of her mouth? Can Ivy see anything else on her body? No. Of, of, okay. If you have a mirror or something like that, or uh, there are mirrors around inside of this uh, inside of this um, this station. I'm kind of picturing that you're kind of in like a little alcove portion that's been kind of segmented off for planning. A table nearby, but a wall for you to lean against and rest at. And are out of earshot of most of the other survivors. There's... Before we arrived fully here, I had an encounter mm-hmm. with the orphan. Mm. And I was told that the way to stop all this and shut away the Black Star again. We have to get to the black door that was brought here from the temple. Okay. If we find it, I should be able to seal it and cut off the connection. Wasn't that in the palace? At one point it might have been moved, but it's, it's a good place to start. 
and wasn't moved it saying that okay. this is in the palace? Talfern. Hmm. I want you to promise me something. What? If I turn, if we try and stop this, if I turn or do something that doesn't, isn't usually me, I want you to take your sword and lop my head off. If it comes to that point, I will do so. We need to stop this plague. I don't know. Hopefully, if did did the orphan say he was going to reverse it, or do, it would fix it? Uh, it'll stop it from getting. Should stop it from getting worse. Uh, She's trying to think back to whether or not that's what exactly the orphan said there. You know what? Gods are very vague, unfortunately. It was very vague. Um, he also only had you for a minute, so. Yeah. Um, he. I'm not sure the specifics. I'm sorry, but. It's fine. I just, we need to seal this off, but. If anything happens. You need to not let me hinder this. And I have to get to the door, whatever it takes. And I will be by your side as long as I can. So full party effort, get to the door? Yeah. Um, out of character. Mm-hmm. Last game. Wasn't it that we're 10 days in the future? Mm-hmm. This happened three days ago. And I thought we had to get to the black door to get back in time. That was implied, yes. Mm-hmm. So we can potentially stop this from ever happening if we figure out why it happened or how it happened. Mm-hmm. Are you going to say that? Are you saying that? Yeah, Claudette's going to point that out. It, it might be related. I'm not, I'm not sure. I mean, if the black door will take us back, then I guess we could actually use going, getting to the black door to prevent this. I hope so. I hope it, I hope maybe that'll reverse that Mm -hmm. we don't get, I infected, I don't know how time works. Before we do that, we should ask that fellow uh, what their theories on how it started were. He never actually yes. told us, but he told mm-hmm. us. We need to find out as much as we can. Theories. All right, who's the sick one? Well, hello there. Now, aren't you some people with no time to spare? You hear a voice come from around the corner. A man is standing around the corner from where you're all resting, and you think that they've been standing there for a good minute or so by the way they're leaning. They're wearing a dark, dark purple robe that wraps around their frame, obscuring most of the clothing underneath. Although, if you would hazard a guess, you'd think it's finery. Silks and very lush patterns underneath. They cross their hands and look at you. The face is attractive, vaguely feminine in itself. and The hair dangles around the chin and shoulders in long, almost 
slightly midnight blue lengths. What is most disturbing, though, is that this human looks down at you and smiles from the tips of the wide, beautiful lips to the corners of the cat's eyes that look down at you, marking this one as a high priest of the god of lies. So, who is si oh, it's you. Okay, sure. You're not sick anymore, okay? Okay, well that was easy. Oh, sorry, one second. Um, you have something on your end, uh, he'll boop you on the nose, and you'll feel a surge of divine energy just run through your body and kind of just jolt out the ground. Hmm. And that was done to Ivy? That was done to Leiden. Oh, Leiden, okay. And you will okay. just feel this kind of, like, sick feeling about you just dissolve. Thank you. Oh, hello, Raid. So, you have questions? Something like that? I heard that you were talking about time travel, which explains why you shouldn't be here. You don't feel right. Um, uh, we oh, were in the, the temple at... Oh, what the hell is the name again? Uh, Vex Nagali. Vex Nagali. I see. Uh, hmm. Liss? <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, huh. we went through a door. So you want the black door? Yeah. Oh, it's easy. You just have to fight your way through the entire capital and through all of those critters. No, it's simple, not easy. I mean, it might be easy. You never might know. Can you help us? Me? We're on a bit of a timeline. Of course you are. Well, I mean, any aid that you wish to offer would be ex very appreciated. But I'm a um, duplicate. that is what we're thinking we, we need to what? do. <laughs> and what about... Duplicate? What are you? What are you talking about? You're not supposed to be here, are you? He'll squat uh, down next to all of you and kind of look at you with his head lolling from side to side. You're not supposed to be like, here. He's gonna like pull her cloak no, that Claudette I, gave her even more over her body at the gaze, being like, "You're, you're yeah. oh, Claudette's lovely white shirt is probably just like absolutely disgusting now." <laughs> you should probably cover those up. You're quite pale. You might um. Uh, blind someone with the candlelight. Now, you're not supposed to be here. You're not from here, are you? I mean, you're from here, but not from... We're trying to stop it, this, from happening? Well, that's kind of a conflict of it. interest, isn't it? Because if you stop this, then... Well, if you go back, then that means that if you succeed, this timeline gets sheared off, which means that I stop existing, which is kind of rude, really. Or 
Huh. Of course, the world doesn't die, and it screws Who up Vaxnar, which is always fun. Oh, terribly sorry. Shirthus! High priest of uh, Zalos, the god of trickery and love. It's an honor to meet you. <laughs> let's not go that far, honey. Why would you not exist? Mm. Weren't you here before? Well, yes, but that's not me. That's him or them. And I'm now. You not revert? I've had a very long day, and I'm, I'm not understanding a word you're saying. Wouldn't the previous you still be you? Oh, yes, but he's not He's not me. He's them. I think the theory is that that one has not had this experience and thus has not changed in this way. Hmm. Yeah. That's making thus, my head hurt. If we go back and cause this to never have happened, then this in particular instance of this person would not exist any longer. Yes, but I would like to not have the Black Star Plague. Well, preferable. Yes, but we wishes to retain their existence. So, I mean, I don't, I don't disagree. But that, but that's what being trying to be explained. I, I, I understand. I mean, a bit more. I, hmm. it's. I don't know that going through the door would bring us back the time we lost, because wouldn't that. Unless it just pulls it us across to the other. That if we got to the door, we would get back to the correct time that we were that we went through the original door. Give or take, probably. Which would then give us the time to stop this from happening. This is nothing if not balanced in my recollection from my studies. So that did seem to be what they focused on. Yes. In fact, they're all about balance. Yeah. But the balance of us. Sorry, I was just. Hmm. Do you do you have like any sort of alcohol on you? I feel like I'd understand this a bit more after a drink because this is just—it's um, blowing hmm. my mind right now. Certainly. Not to be terribly alarmist, but going through the door might remove us from reality entirely. Well, yes, but just this one, and um, the cleric will flip his hand over and will be holding a flask in it. Perfect. I feel we'll reach for the flask. <laughs> Gold Brewer Select. You like Fantastic. it? Fantastic. Hmm. She'll she'll take a swig from it. Cheers. Cheers. What's the old saying? Hmm, I forget. So possibly if we go through the door and cut off the connection. This timeline will keep going with all this devastation that's happened. No. But it might not progress? No? No, you... I think we get rid of this time. We get rid of this timeline. Completely. It's... Well, I mean, when you don't exist any longer, can you really tell if it does or doesn't? This is a lie. I think we're getting into theoretical territory. What's a lie? Everything except for you. I don't. The five, of, well, the six of you. Sorry, the cat and purrs. The six of you are the only things that are actually real here. Unless you die. 
If you go, if you don't go back, then you're part of the lie as well. But if you go back, then I suppose you're the only truth, because this is a figment of your imagination. If you go back, the bubble pops, and he'll actually do that with his hand. Ah. Ivy's gonna keep drinking from the flash. She's just like, nope, nope, I don't Ivy. understand this. Ivy, pass that over. Yeah, here you go, Jonathan. Because <laughs> I'm with you. I don't understand. I they never taught me this at training. But yes, I'll help you however I can. Thank you. I know Do we know don't know each other from or Adam. guess anything of what hmm? could have started this? Or how it was started? How it was invited? Caused? The humans brought Black Star to Elos when they fled their home. The old humans called out to him for power, for war. At least that's a story. There are other stories that one of the kings, one of the rulers of, of Old World, thought that it would be a way for unlimited power or energy. Something to usher in a golden age. And out of love for their people, they reached out to something beyond. And damned a lot of them. But that's just a story. Regardless, every human if you keep this between you and me. Something called Black Star here in full. Every human has a seed inside of them. <laughs> Every human has a seed of wickedness sown into their soul. And just some are bigger than others, I guess. Or perhaps someone summoned down the rain to water it all. What That's why you probably have a little more time, because you're not even remotely human. Just a tiny bit. Already, I'm tiefling. I mean, what is a tiefling? It's infernal gobbledygook mixed up with human genetics. I don't really know. You're a mutant. It's different. It's fine. Anyway, um, so. Okay, so say we do go back. We need hmm. to figure out how we're going to change things. This does not come to pass. Where do we start? Get to the door. Yes. Okay, no, but if, if we get to the door and we go back we, with still have no answers, and this could just happen again. Yes, we need to find out. Well, well when you were brought here, sorry to interrupt, but when you were it brought here... seems like it happened right after the wedding and coronation. So what do you know about those events? If Lys sent you here, they obviously would have given you some information. They it just would have been the most put... obtuse fucking information in the world. Well, yes, they said I'm not they very did, good at parsing but those. I don't know that we found anything. Hmm. 
We were sent to the temple to find something. We need to and do something with, with Lucia Maravik. Yeah. What? I actually, I, I've met her before as well. What? I love watching them put pieces together. There's something here that doesn't belong. The gift. Bliss went on about something about hmm. a gift that was given taken. and a gift that was taken and then... And a gift took a gift not offered. I think... Yes, my... Down at the beginning, it seems like you all have pieces of a magnificent little puzzle. You have a name, Lucia Marvik, the Queen of Emrys. Empress. What do we know? What do you know about her? History check. Sure. Claudette, um, you can make a... Claudette can just make an int roll. 18. Faster. Okay. I know it has been a little over a month, so I will give you some pokes and prods oh, just to remind you of things that I was going to say, here. I'm trying to... I have, I have notes about what Robin's put together. Okay. I just forget what information... Ivy yeah. knows about things. So I, have, I, have, I have notes about what I think... So... List meant, but I don't know if Ivy knows no, all that fine. information. That's fine. So, uh, first off, Very, what'd you get? Uh, I got a 19 for history. 19? Um, you know that she's the younger daughter of, uh, of Virgil Maravik, and that uh, the Lady Maravik died in childbirth um, due to um, complications from the birth and a contagion that was sweeping the countryside at that time. Unrelated to this plague, there are many plagues. It's the it's the pseudo-Victorian era. Pseudo-medieval era. Pseudo-hybrid okay. era. Uh, but yeah, so you know that she is the uh, the younger child of um, uh, the younger child of the Maraviks. Okay, so I, reading through AR chat, um, and also my notes. So Ivy was the one that got the personal diary. From yeah, Claudette's you didn't share father. any of it. Yeah, okay. Ivy no. will 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 <laughs> vomit all the information <laughs> she read about the thing that it's in the book, um, being like, "Oh yes." Very. Do you say anything about the um, the fact that uh, she you know, her mother died in childbirth? They just rattle that in, that stuff off. Uh, yeah, I'll basically rattle off what you what you told me. Okay. Uh, in uh, like point form. Claudette, I would remind you of the flashback scene you had at the beginning of last game, where you overheard the maids talking. That they thought that she was basically, the baby had actually died and she was a changeling, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there were rumors. I, I remember hearing the maids talk that she was that real Lucia had died. That she uh, and, was the replacement. And then this is where uh, the story from your father's notebook can fill in some details. Yeah, Ivy will rattle off the the 
the Virgil, all the stuff about like um, Virgil. Virgil was was Claudette's father. No, Vir no. so no, um, Virgil. Virgil is Claudette's uncle. So Virgil Maravic, and yeah. uh, her father is um, uh, Crispin Belmont. Crispin Belmont. Okay. So yeah, she and, will bring out the information about like how. And wasn't there a comment in the last pages about hearing a child crying yes. the night before they left? Yeah, they there was a baby crying. Uh, the sequence of events that are stated in the book, just so that they're, they're blow by blow, are that while investigating the ruins, they found the doors. Uh, while excavating the black door, Virgil accidentally um, cut himself on some equipment uh, fairly badly and uh, bled over the door prof profusely. Um, later that night in the entry, the sound of an infant crying was heard. Timeline is a little loose on that, but same day. Between okay, what so, you found with the doctor's note. So potentially we'd be able to theorize that his bleeding on it maybe helped awaken um, something, maybe something talked to him, made a deal. Uh, there also are notes that he had been despondent because he had not even been able to attend his wife's funeral from for his work at this temple. Mm. And his child's death. Mm -hmm. Both of those are noted in the journal. Which you have on you if you choose. So. Also, Kelly, mm -hmm. the person that sent Vary on the trip to Terranella in the first place, mm -hmm. I just have it as Lord Merivec. Which Merivec was that? That's Virgil. That's Virgil. Okay. Yeah, there, are, there are only three Merivecs you need to know. One of them's Jeremy Irons. Uh, <laughs> the other two are Acario, which, trust me, you'd know if it was him because he's basically young Tom Cruise. And, he was uh, the butt in the the yeah. mobile suit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 He, yeah he he was, was he was a he was a dick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, he was and then bro there's Virgil. Dick. Okay. And yeah. Lucia, who I'm bro sure Leiden's probably has Leiden ever met Lucia. I feel like yes. they would have. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. And also uh, Ivy has met Lucia. Yes. Yeah, and did. also Claudette remembers some physiological things about Lucia. Or Lucy, Lucia, I keep saying Lucia, yeah. Lucia, okay. um, uh, Lucia from uh, from her early life. She was very sick. Sickly. Yeah, she was very sick, very pale, very thin. I think, right? Uh, yes. And didn't she have bandages? She up did. Her arms? She did. And so, like, that's all going to kind of come mm -hmm. out. Yeah. Lita's so, gonna share what she heard when she touched the door, which I believe included things like a gift you may not want to keep and like an attempt to balance the scale. Hmm. Um, would I forget who saw the journal that listed um let Lord Maryvick and Dr. Volturus were working together? Yep. I forget who found that. I know Ivy doesn't know that. Uh someone found a clue that Dr. Volturus was working there. Uh, there was the medical log. Whoever found that? Yeah. Yeah, I found the prescription uh, from Doctor Volteris to Lord Maravac. Yeah. Um, to wear gloves with ancient artifacts and uh, <laughs> right. So sad. Yeah. And to apply, I didn't write what it was. Apply, but apply three times per day. 
Um, it, that probably was less. It was probably just an antibiotic. Yeah. yeah. So it seems like. I mean, it seems like the listening to all that it seems like the Maravex are a pretty big part of all this. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, well, Vir Virgil was the one who sent me out to the telescope in the first place as well. Lucia came and visited me when I was young. She gave me this. She'll point to the scar on her lip. Well, I, I she love was it when over. The story comes together. She oversaw my upbringing. So, is That's she like legit Black Star? Starving. Okay. So, because I don't know this bitch at all. Lucia, as a person, Lucia died as a baby. That's. This is a replacement from what we've been reading and putting together. That so it's taken it seems from Uncle about Virgil right. invite the Black Star to be his baby? Maybe accidentally. That's well, I don't know if it was so accidental. I don't know this person either, if that makes you feel any better, pretty boy. It's fine, but my question is, do we have to kill her, or do we have to stop her from being killed? I Someone said the Empress died and this happened afterwards? Hmm. Oh, the Empress was bound to die anyway. She was old. There was probably oh, okay. Wait, when did the Empress die? <laughs> Three or four days ago, right before the wedding. Oh, I'm sorry. Right after the wedding. I was the old, the old Empress. Never mind. I got it. Oh, sorry. The Empress is dead. Long live the Emperor. Uh, what's his face? Mm -hmm. um, Adsigal. Ags. Adsigal Cassian. Wasn't Leda looks over at at Claudette. Isn't that the the, hmm. the guy? Oh, yes. What, what was it? There was, there was only um, one crown prince lead in. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was supposed to go to Ryan. I thought he was set. trying to not marry. I thought he didn't want to marry Lucia. What well, changed? They, well, they didn't really have much of a choice. The other um, uh, potential grooms for the uh, for the princess were unavailable. Uh, rather convenient, don't you think, Leiden? After what you told me, you overheard. Because of what that all of a sudden right because my was cousin the next visited the marriage visited the the telescope and broke it when it could have saved my brother's life who was before him as a groom credential right. right for the princess right and i don't blame any brother so for saving his sister from having to marry my cousin. I guess a car He's a dick, if you hadn't noticed. So it means that the prince became, because he was the one that got married, ended up ascending, ascending to the, the throne. throne. Hmm. Embrazy and politics are fun. Which means that, I believe that means that they were equals in power. So once... Lucia Maravik became the queen, she would have access to the black door if it's in the palace. I mean, a lot of people kind of had access to that, technically, but hmm. it might be more along the lines of acknowledged rulership of the country. 
here's a little secret. Emery's has a lot of them. When the humans came here and settled Emery's, they brought with them a number of old devices. They're all buried. Some of them are being used presently. What do you think the crucible is? It's a drill. Useless. Unfortunately, some of the dangerous ones are locked by royal decree. So it would take a royal to use it. Take mm -hmm. it. Unlock it. Either by blood or by marriage. So if we have a different potential bride for the prince... If we I make mean, it back in time... I do love a wedding. I mean, I could always be the empress. You're not human. <coughs> Nobody wants to get married to someone who has to stand on a phone book. Well, if we get back in time also, I have been learning sending, so... We can at least warn him of what's coming. He seemed to like you. What? What's that got to do with anything? I'm just... never mind. Uh, I'm assuming that she's saying that you would be the one to bite that bullet. You know, and be the Empress. Empress Belmont. Someone has to marry him first. And or, frankly, none of us are qualified. None of you can. I think Claudette's just going to look a little shell-shocked at that idea. She hadn't quite made that leap. Or you could do a daring rescue of your brother if he's still alive and force him to marry off to... <sighs> to Ryan Sentendella. Mm. That was what was supposed to happen. How did we find out if your brother's still alive? Hmm. I'm learning sending. Send a message to him. Wait. Hold on. See if he responds. That's actually a very good idea. Because he would be able to respond because it gives you a send hmm. back. Yeah. Yes. Then I'm an idiot, and Leland's just actually gonna. If this is wait, how localized is this still to the to the in the country? Is it has it, how far has it spread? Pretty far. Pretty far. Mm, it's mm. spreading around the world. I mean, it destroyed the moon again. This, uh, he has a fetish for moons, really. Wait. Another moon's been destroyed? Eh, more of a planetoid, but yes, sort of. Oh boy. Okay. Um. And I think Leiden's gonna attempt to. She's gonna try and see if this will work. I have now have a fourth level spell slot. Mm hmm. Now that we've leveled up, she's still got sending prepared from when she's cast it for for Ivy earlier to talk to Dirk. Mm hmm. <laughs> Cries. Um, she's gonna attempt to cast Sending. Okay. On whom? Um, to Maxin. 
Because she never, it didn't occur to her that he might still be alive. And Claudette forgot that Leiden what do you say? could do that. Um, this is, um, Leiden here. Um, world ending, are you still alive? If yes, where are you? You say this out loud, and there's or, a moment of pause. Yeah. And then a voice comes back to you a moment later. Hello, Claudette. Is she with you? Yes, I am still here. Come see me. I'm in the palace. Serving my queen. I await your arrival. Now, I can't do this, but I would like you to picture that with a Doppler effect. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. And her face just goes even paler, if it's possible. She's already very pale. I was gonna say, would Leiden have given the expressions that you you were yes, giving? Yes, absolutely. Like, okay, Just so that. Ivy's gonna be like, like eyes wide, hand over mouth, like, oh my god, what, what happened? Um, well, he was alive before we left. Um. I don't know that he counts as alive anymore. So we can go back. But... Not... Whatever's left of him is at the palace. Um... Oh. That doesn't sound... promising. Hmm. Sounds like you've got most of the story figured out, though. Oh, except for that one last thing. What was you? What were you saying earlier? You heard something when you touched the door. Zerthus mm -hmm. will say. Um, that there was a few things. Um, that there was a gift taken that was not given. That the balance, the scales have to be balanced. That there may be a gift we may not want to keep. Huh. And a, a male voice speaking, asking, saying, how did you get in here? And you heard that, right? I want you to make me an int roll to try to reflect on that. Um, just int or anything else? Because uh, if it's just... You can use your wisdom instead, actually. Okay. Well, that's gonna make it a seven. Seven? Yeah. The voice sounds familiar. As you think about it more, you think that it... It sounds really familiar. Very warm and kind. A moment later, 
as you're kind of kind of recovering and figuring things out and just trying to, to cope with everything, uh, the priest Machinidas approaches, sets down a plate of food in front of you. It's meager, coated with a number of very basic staples, breads and, and other things that are fairly stale, cheeses, a few good berries strewn about. This is, um, this is the best that I can offer you, but... Thank you. Good, you're looking better, Leiden. I was worried. Fine now. If you don't mind, I might impose again. Uh, yes, of course. How can I help you? I need clothes. Um, I can supply. Absolutely. Oh, my God. It's, yes, my God. You are very, uh, very, uh, unclothed. Just, um, I... Yes. No, it's fine. You, um, you haven't seen each other in a while. I'll go get them, Jertha says, patting him on the shoulder. And gets up. Um, let me guess. Size, hmm... That's a double for sure. All right. I'll be back. And if you can sashay in robes, he sashays in robes away. I feel like robes would make sashaying easier. Yeah, I think so, yeah. actually. So All the nice swish. There's the, swish is the correct word for sure. This. <laughs> um, leaving Machinidas there with you. I... I, th I thought that it, um, very few, um, very few young girls with, um, your color of hair. I thought it might be you, he says, smiling at you, Leiden. Um, might be me. What? Um, I haven't seen you in quite some time. I served at the... clerics of the Golden Star are travelers. Yeah. We're specialists in certain matters, and I was called upon um, by Father Donovan at the Temple of the Orphan. I, I met with you there when you were a child. Oh, um... I don't quite recall. Sorry. I was actually there when you were handed over to the orphanage. Um, I was there for a separate matter, but um, I was there when Lord Belmont dropped you off. You've grown quite well. What? Hmm? What do you mean? When you were um, a toddler still. It was the last time I saw you. Um, you were. It was a thunderous night, um, a few decades ago, for certain. And uh, I was having supper with Father Donovan. We were looking over some ancient um, ancient texts found from the uh, uh, from the War of Wrath, and um, it was actually about the foundation of the Order of the Golden Star. And it was it was very exciting. 
um, there was a knock at the door, and uh, there was a man there that um, he tried to hide who he was, but it was very obvious that it was um, Crispin Belmont. I'd seen him before when he was contending with the pirates over off the uh, the eastern shores. Did, did he say anything about where I came from? I suppose it's the end of the world, so it doesn't really matter. Um, uh, yes, he said that he had found you and that he wanted to make sure that you had a good home. Why... Why did he leave me at an orphanage then? If he was... He seemed concerned that people would be interested in your parentage as an ASMR. I, I assumed it was that. He seemed quite worried about um, where you had... Um, well, that anyone would know of your parents. Which is actually fairly ironic, um, or perhaps a little hackneyed. With given, um, if I remember correctly, what Father Donald named you. Your, um, your full name? Leden Anmerov. Anmerov. Anmerov is, uh, old draconic of nowhere. Leden of nowhere. Or no one, I suppose. Um, it, it sounds Imrisian or Cataganian, I suppose, but it's, it's... Trust me, I know Draconic better than almost anyone except the dragons. I mean, that's, I guess, enlightening, but what does it mean? I haven't the foggiest. All I know is that um, he said that he was quite worried um, that he would check up on you. And I, I don't know. Apparently he found you at his doorstep. That's all I, we could get out of him. He said he found you at the door. At the door? Hmm? That's where most orphans are found. But did he say on his doorstep or at the door? I mean, it's been 20, 20 years. Um, I, I, I found she was... There was no one and then the girl was at the door? Claudia's gonna look at Leiden like right in the eyes, wide eyed, and like, are you thinking what I'm thinking? <sighs> Were you the child that was crying? I, I don't think that timeline lines up. But Kelly, yes, was there? Was that like? Prescription dated. Sure. 
what was the day like how how long ago was was, was uh, that, that was roughly 21 ish years ago well actually you know what claudette has was the one who read the page that said about hearing oh. a child crying hmm. what did he date his his journal entries uh so yes um he did uh the timeline is the the cut came first and then there was a baby crying in the depths and then uh the final note in the journal was that he was going to close the site up himself lock it down and prepare things for transport and that it would be an arduous job because he'd have to do it by himself without another imperial mage just to supervise And that he was going to just basically take it from there because after the night with the child, which he wrote very little about, mm -hmm. um, Lord Maravik left in a hurry. Right. So we thought the child cry was actually Lucia. Yes. Yeah. So do you think yeah. Lucia is the timeline because of the because of that? Um. Remember. They didn't take the white door. They didn't. It was broken. Unusable, right? Out of character, I'm saying that. Yeah. What if... And time is weird, apparently. I would l allow anyone here can make me um, an arcana roll. Yes, please. Okay. It's going to be a big difficulty, but I'll. I'll ah. Nat 20. Um, nat 20! 20. Nat 27. I deserve this nat 20. What is I? We need this plot drop. Hold, hold on. I didn't hear very. 27. Okay, and Talfrin? Oh, 17, but I rolled an 18. Okay. Which is so, Talfrin, this is all going to make a lot of sense to you as it comes out. Huh, and Talfrin, yeah. can you make me an insight roll as well? Okay. Because I want you to have some fun too. Uh, can I re-roll Lucky? Yeah. Okay. Uh, then 18, but insight. Oh, actually 21 because I'm proficient and I have a plus zero. Okay. Sorry, one moment. Uh, this is going to be in response to what you're about to hear. In certain, in certain demonic spells and 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 packs, the spilling of blood can be a, an offering. But. On something like that, I mean, there's a chance that him spilling blood on it at all. If something were near the other side, like someone pushing their face up against glass, it could have scented what he wanted. And provided it. But if the door was blocked, it couldn't have just pushed through. It shouldn't have been able to. 
Not if... Not if the Black Star was barred. Unless... It had a means of transference. The will and the matter. The fact that he wanted his dead daughter back to life was very convenient. For once the blood was spilled, the matter that was present there would have been enough to just put a little bit back in. It wouldn't have been a full transference, but basically he... It's... Lucius probably a hybrid. Using his blood. Because she does look a lot like him. And just enough of the infernal, or whatever, corruption from beyond the stars. She incubated in that, at the door, into a baby. What he had hoped for. These are the kind of thoughts you're gonna think of, like, yeah, that kind of makes sense, actually, in a twisted way. The material was there. Hey, arcane genetics. Um, but if you're going over this, I mean, that does imply something to, I mean, Talfrin immediately is like, Talfrin, you are someone mm -hmm. who is very, very aware of bodily fluids in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Time is weird and magic is weird. Yeah. Shit's weird, man. And so she came out as a baby because there was a bodily sample to grow from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense to me. But there wasn't a sample in the other door. So someone had to cheat. Hmm. Anyway. Just kind of... Yeah. Hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So basically, you're just like, yeah, all right, makes sense. No incubation mm -hmm. required for the other one. No. I mean, Liz did say that they cheated to balance the scales. Because what was the phrase again? One gift taken. Uh, they took a gift that was not given. And just tried to balance the scales is the other line I have. Hmm. I think I'm missing something, then. The priest says, looking at you. Did I say something that disturbs? Um... more by giving information that we didn't have before that made other things fall into place. And as you're thinking about this, Leiden, you can't help but think back to your conversation at the beginning of your time here. Oh. 
your back. Suddenly, you find yourself reminded of your conversation with the orphan. I had so many things I had planned for us. I'm sorry. Well, these will probably fit your tits. A set of leather armor gets dropped at your feet, Ivy, as Shirthus comes back carrying a quite stylish set of armor. Red leather hammered into place. I took it off of a rather attractive corpse, but I can bring in the tits if you need. Then again. Hmm. Give it a try. Thank you. Ivy's gonna, like, kind of zone out of, like, the, the, like the wheels turning in her head about trying to figure out the puzzles. Just like I got the ones with yes. the studding and the spikes. I hope you don't mind. That's kind you of... You look like a spiky type to me. I don't know why. Oh, it's the boots and nudity. That's why. Yes. And the horns. Hmm. Sorry, you look strange for a tiefling. What do you mean? You're pale. No offense, but I mean... Hmm. Tieflings generally aren't so peachy. Ah, well, that's what happens when... Hmm. What happens when what? You grow a tiefling in a vat. Anyway, uh, so what's the deal? What's going on? What's the plan? Um, well, storm I the castle, storm oh. the palace, and yeah, throw, drag the new queen kicking and screaming through a door. Hmm. Maybe. You're going to have a lot of trouble getting into that place. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, there's an entire host of monsters and plague creatures between you. You'd have to get halfway across the city through all of that. I don't suppose. And she's looking around at these tunnels as we're in a, the state train station. I don't suppose any of these go near the palace. Not in any way you'd want. Mm. I don't think you're quite equipped for this, is what I'm saying, and I don't think that Dimension Door is going to go the way you want it to. Mm. Any suggestions? You would need an entire army to get there. Or at least the strength of one. Well, that's lucky, you hear Echo, 
from over his shoulder. I was about to ask. You. Very, right? Yeah. You're an artificer. Imperial? Yes. You got your Axis medallion on you? Axis medallion? Yeah. Basically your key card for working at Imperial facilities. Oh, I hadn't thought of that, but... Yeah, she would. There's an Imperial armory about a half... Well, about a half a mile away from here. It's heavily guarded. It's got some cool stuff in it. And with everybody dead, I think your clearance might have gone up. If you want to, we could go try to ransack it. Take whatever's inside of it. Probably a couple of Magitek suits or at least something that's surface to air. Or we could go on foot. Your call. Whatever y'all want to do. I mean, those Magitek suits would be an awful big help. It's probably going to be guarded like fuck. So you want to go to hell? Or do you want to go to hell with more steps? And armor. Go to hell with more toys? I like going to hell with more toys. (sighs) Y'all look like shit. Like, you look like shit when I left, but now you look depressed like shit. The end of the world finally sink in or something? Something like that. Hmm. Well. How long can we rest here? We should probably head out in the morning. Right. I'd rest here tonight. Probably a good idea. Mm. <sighs> Have you had any survivors come in from other cities? No. Nah. Trying to round up as many people as possible. The goal originally was to get the station working so that we could train them out of town. The tracks are broken out. Don't got enough mending spells to fix it. And even if we did, I have a feeling we'd be waylaid. Stuff's swarming through. There's a gate at the crucible. As far as I can tell, a lot of them are turned Cataganian slaves who were working it. Mm. Shit's getting weird and fast. They were turned slaves. Do you think the slave control would still work? Maybe. It's the only good use I can think of for it. I mean, maybe if that part of the body's still attached, they get kind of rotty, but. That's true. I'd give it a try if I were you. Sure, well, fuck it, why not? Well, in the morning, do we want to go storm an armory? Yeah, let's do it. I'm in. Might as well get all the help we can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm. Alright. Y'all rest up. I guess we go in the morning. 
Sounds good. How does the armor fit? Jertha says. It'll work, thank you. Oh, it looks a little saggy in the butt, but you could do some squats. That'll fix it just fine. Her tail switches, switches annoyingly. My butt is just fine. Of course, you. of course. <laughs> well, I'm gonna head out. Get some rest myself. See you in the morning. Feel free to set camp up here. We got some extra bed rolls if you need. Thank you for the help. Hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Yes, please. I think. Hmm. I think all of our stuff got left behind. Yeah, we kind of just had what we what we were carrying. I mean, luckily enough, I carry most of my stuff in my pack, anyways. So it's probably most of the stuff was left with Dirk. Who? Yeah, I think we left all the bedrolls with Dirk. Back in I the don't last know town. if he's li alive in this timeline or not, and I don't want to think about that. Hmm. So Zeet will just nod and walk away to go take a nap himself, leaving you with Father Machinitis and Shirithus. Hmm. Funny, that one. Well, it's been a pleasure to meet you all. <laughs> Thank you for your assistance. Honey, I haven't done much yet. Oh, you know, well, what you've done has been very helpful, so thank you. Although, what you said to Zeet makes sense. If you do go back and sever the line, you could probably do some pretty interesting damage at the Crucible. Might be enough to stop a wedding. So just... A little altruistic terrorism? <clears throat> Just don't tell Zeet. He's a little sensitive about it. Family history of terrorism and all. Do you think he'd want to help? If you go back ten days ago, he won't even be there. That's true. Neither will I come to think about it, or will I? Well, you're a great deal of fun, so I, I kind of hope that you're still a... A version of you, I guess, is what mm -hmm. I've gathered from all this time travel talk. Yeah. One or two. Well, I mean, until it happens, we really don't know if you would retain your memory or not. Hmm. Being a high priest might very well allow you to. It is, there's this. Mm, among other things, yes. Now, get some sleep. Hmm. It's not every day that you get to go raid an armory with the King of Elves. <laughs> so oh, is that what he is? And he'll get and uh, he'll get and I've stand wondered. up. Mm-hmm. That passphrase is kind of embarrassing. He's, he's. How does he that looks work? more like an orc than an elf. He's the king? No. The bloodline's thick. Orc blood always wins. 
And the orc blood's been strong in that line since his great grandma. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> to be honest, he reminds me a lot of his grandmother. Well, good night. Good night. I suppose that I should be calling it a night as well. Yeah. Much healing to do still and prep for tomorrow. Thank you as well. Yes, thank you so much for helping lead in. And please, don't forget to rest and take care of yourself. There's no cure for this Black Star Plague, is there? I don't... I don't think that I understand what's going on even the slightest, but if you go back in time, is what I've understood, maybe that would stop it. At the very least, it would It's worth a try. There's always hope. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of the only thing I have right now. She will walk with you in all of your days. He reaches down and taps the medallion on his chest. She's ever watchful. Bless you. Good luck. Smiles and stands up and wanders away. And as you all rest up, slowly allowing yourselves to find moments of sleep and rest and comfort. Talfrin, the idea of all of those Cataganians enslaved working the crucible engine mm -hmm. it's like they were sent there it's like it's like the way they would corral pigs before a slaughter Herded there for easily turning. If you go back in time, I'm fix it. They're going to need to listen to somebody. This is going to be serious for once in your life. Yeah. And as the rest of you slowly nod off or talk throughout the night, Ivy, you find yourself growing exhausted. And as you as you lie there, the cold stone under you, you feel yourself begin to drift. And as you do, it's like 
velvet pours over your mind. You feel yourself pulled out of body. You feel yourself pulled across the city. You find yourself floating in air, standing before a woman, a beautiful, a beautiful woman, long black hair. Her flesh is covered with ichor, oil, that clings to every surface and gathers around the face, still exposing the beautiful face and ruby lips, but along the black slick of tar that her body is wrapped in, hundreds of eyes open and blink and look at you. You are not the only one there. There are others nearby. Dozens and dozens of creatures. Some that look like you. Some that look like the creature that you fought when you first met your friends. And as you hover there for a moment, the woman looks at you and smiles with those perfect lips. And Lucia Marovic says to you, as Empress of Emrys, Hello, my child. Let's see what that blood in your veins can do. <laughs> I've waited so long for this. But we'll find out what happens next time. figure oh, out how no. they made you? Oops. No. No? Did I miss that? Did I miss a picture? Basic math. You know what? Do you, I, I, will, I will give you one more line of dialogue on that. How's okay, that? okay. Because I'm not putting it together. <laughs> sure. And uh, as the camera fades out to black over the credits, you will hear her voice say one final line. Don't worry. I love all of my children equally. It makes sense to me. I'm just saying. Oh no, for change, for change, I put something together. <laughs> I, I, I put it together too. I think she's my mom. I just don't know how they she got me there. I'm trying I I I Nacro's got to it. Nacro from... in the chat has got it. What? Yeah. 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 Oh, You're a genetic oh, creation. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, what, what, in the tube. With the first oh. time that Leah, the first time that Lucia was seen, Lucia was seen on camera in the game. She was described with what physical details? Super pale, very thin, bandages up her forearms like she'd been bloodletted a lot. Yep. 
Oh. Where do you think they got the ivy oh. juice, Ivy? Oh. Oh no. Oh no. The ivy juice. Oh no! Oh, no. I thought that was pretty obvious. Okay. I, I know, but players. Here's a fun thing for DMs. Players never think it's as obvious as you do, because you can see the inside of the mystery much and easier I than figured, your players. I, okay, I, I've also had, I've had a little bit of a day, so the brain was just not. It's true. There. It's, All right. The wires so. weren't crossing and making those connections. So I'm guessing that based on this description, that Leiden, um, oh boy. I had originally thought that Leiden showed up earlier. Maybe before the white door was broken. But based on this information... I think you're the, you're I think the cheating. I think you're the cheat there, I'm the Leiden. Cheat. You're the cheat. That, yeah. that Liss pulled me out somehow. Yep. Um, God's but was cheat. already a, a toddler at that point. So I'm like, okay. Uh, the, okay. The, the timeline, I will say one thing that might be throwing you is that the difference in scale and age is irrelevant in the grand scheme. Yeah. So um, if if you get hung up on the fact that you are physiologically older... Yeah, no, as soon as you mentioned that, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, okay. So okay. just <laughs> ignore that. Wherever you're from, that's how big you were when you popped through. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh boy. Uh, so. I mean, yeah. The fact that Lu Lucia is younger looking involves the how she was grown. Yeah. And Leiden's a little bit salty that, but like that. It might, if you had chosen a slightly younger just... age, it might have been different. But you didn't. Yeah. So. But, <laughs> yeah. Leiden's a little salty about the fact that Crispin didn't just take her home. Right? Yes, but how would he have explained that when there was already a conspiracy? I know. And also, remember the scene with Crispin coming to check on you when he when he recruited yeah. you? Yeah. yeah. So dwell on that for a while. Go back and rewatch that scene and uh, see if you pick any nuances in the performance. Okay, okay. I'll have mm -hmm. to go do that. I have to remember which episode that was. I always love doing that. I love seeding scenes that look like they're sweet nothings, like sweet little like moments. And you're like, yeah, I'm just going to like... Freaking well, cram an undercurrent of something in there. The fact that he was reacting to the drawings that she was making and all that. Mm -hmm. That was There's kind of like a lot of interesting. My stuff mom there. is mean. <laughs> My mom gave me a scar. Hey, you know what? She's a teen mom. She had a rough go. I mean, she was a baby mom. She was, she was a, baby a baby mama. Mom. She was like three. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. It's true. Oh my God. But, uh, all right. So, uh, folks, that is going to be it for us tonight. This is a longish episode. Uh, so you decided mm -hmm. you do want the armory? Armory. Yes. Okay. Nice I've got to go make some rules then. Because uh, I've been holding off making them. Because I'm like, they're not going to need them. I'm not sure what else to do. So, I mean, if you hadn't mentioned the, the armory existed, the we wouldn't. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, would you rather have would like. Would we turn down super... an offering of an armory? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you dangle the idea of Magitek arm, uh, a Magitek suit in front of Vary, you'll have to learn how to use it, which is going to be fun. But anybody's going to learn; it's going to be an artificer. Yeah. yeah. Although I'm in the process of designing an artificer subclass that specifically specializes not in armor but in mechs. You're an art. You know, you took artillerist. <laughs> 
<laughs> Double class. You, no. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, you will be the correct level for a feat if you survive next episode. Let's hope we survive. Let's yeah. hope you survive. Also, I look mm-hmm. back at my notes. Robin from a couple episodes ago figured figured it out. I just read my notes. I'm like, Lucia <laughs> Ivy? Question mark? Mom? <laughs> In my notes. Good job, Pass Robin. Good job, Pass Robin. Robin. Uh, All right, so folks, hey, thank you so much for watching this episode of Brain of Emerys. We'll be back on next Friday night with another episode. And uh, be sure to come back. Uh, We're actually running the next three nights here. So if you are interested, tomorrow night is going to be uh mage the ascension the victorian age which if you have not watched that game you really should it's it's one of the best things that we've done on the channel uh ever like it's really really wonderful um the costuming is great the story is just um and uh it's just it's just fantastic uh sunday night amy is finally running again which we've been really really longing for uh i get to wear my wig and get a flirt with robin which is gonna be great and then also flirt the opposite opposite of flirt sass with with caitlin yep yeah and uh so that's gonna be really good and i'm excited to do that for uh ghost of salt marsh which might be the last episode of ghost of salt marsh like the first arc might be might not be i don't know how long i have my dice that i backed and got like a month ago i've been waiting to use for elizabeth i haven't used them yet i'm excited nice uh and then uh, Monday night is the finale of our Call of Cthulhu miniseries, where you get to watch. Uh, I asked the players before we started if they wanted easy mode or normal mode or nightmare mode, and they all said nightmare mode. It is going to be the most gruesome ending I can manage because the module I'm running uh, has all sorts of little side details that are like, oh, hey, you can do this if you hate your players. And I'm like, okay, switch the turn all the switches on. <laughs> That's going to be really good. Uh, So I hope you enjoyed tonight. Uh, It's going to get wilder from here until it gets courtly intrigue again, which is going to be interesting. It's going to, the tonal shifts are interesting in this game. Uh, I also wanted to say real quick, thank you everybody for watching. If you like this channel, give us a sub. It's September, so subs are cheaper. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe there. It's free. You can also find us on podcast, which I promise I will update in a massive dose soon. I'm just finishing a book right now. Two, two actually, because my editor wanted to do two at once. Um and uh so the podcast will get caught up and uh you can also support us over on patreon at patreon.com slash dorktales we get a bunch of free stuff and like cool stuff to learn and uh it's gonna be great i also want to quickly shout out three patrons uh that are wonderful supporters the first is taryn the prince of the patreon uh who's a fantastic human being and of course the two divine patrons uh dm mike who's in the chat right now thank you so much for being here tonight mike i hope that all of your games are going well your world sounds really cool and uh, I sent you a message back on Patreon, so I hope you got a chance to read it. Um, and then to Shulton, who caused a lot of this trouble tonight. So, hey, that's <laughs> fun. Uh, if you want to join them, head over to Patreon right now, where you can support us as little as a dollar a month. For a dollar a month, you can give me a dollar a month. Anyway, uh, that's going to be it for us tonight. We will see you later. Good night, everybody. The Reign of Emerys is a Dork Tales production. It stars Christine Rattray as Claudette Belmont, Amy Godfrey as Leiden Ann Marov, Caitlin Vinkel as Talfrin Prideri, Robin Holford as Ivy, and Katrina McGee as Veritrix Soulstar. Its dungeon master is Kelly Clark. Our opening theme is Resolution by Alexander Nakarada, and our closing theme is Find Them, also by Alexander Nakarada. For a full list of the music used in this episode, check the show notes below. 
to learn more about the world that Reign of Emerys is set in, check out our wiki or visit our Discord where there's plenty of information to go around. Thanks for supporting this podcast. If you like what we do here and would like to help Dork Tales grow, leave a five-star review, share us with your friends, and leave a comment below. And hey, while we're talking about people who support Dork Tales, I'd like to take a minute to thank all of our patrons at patreon.com slash dorktales, starting with our Patreon producers, our royal producer, Shulton the World Builder, our divine producers, DM Michael Gray, the great and powerful, and uh, my mom, and I guess my stepdad, Bob, our demonic producers, Jade the Maker of Monsters, and Bricarius, our fun but evil Funkle. We love you, Uncle Marty. Our wizard of the Patreon, Tammy the Forever Cleric. You're a wizard now, Tammy. Our princes of the Patreon, Taryn, the original Dorktales fangirl, Dustin, our time-traveling buddy from 1977, Trizelta, aka James Bododge, Cubby Gummy, Amberthist, and The Traveler. Our level 20 heroes, Michael Ilot, the graphics guy, Chef Aladeth, and Drew Thompson. Our level 10 heroes, Nacro, the Straw Hat Devil, Hans H. Boundahoof, Professor Multiverse, Adam Bomb, Tabitha Rudkin, Chandra Magic, Brady Chester, Heavy Metal and Tea, Raven with Bottles, Prophet of Woe, Draconis Majers, Dodger Lakers fan, Jamal Cheatham, Renee Hayes, Spork Saber, and Sorcerer Sanguine, our very important patrons, who donate five or more dollars per month, an actual guinea pig, Dale Cope, the eternal student of life, Camille, who may be six possums in a trench coat, Evan, longtime listener, first time patron, Mike Baxter, first of his name, Jason Tudor, the mayor of Icewind Dale, Krista Mitchell, the CGFX engine, Rio, but without the OZ, United Adventure Company, Robin Holford, the wine master, SM Pace, Hillary, Colin Son, Matt DS, Eric and Amber, Evil, Doctor Who 4189, Tommy Kiyama Svensson, Kara Rett, Red Monk, Stormshanks, Jacob, Arachnikonikoni, Random Equinox, Uncanny Kate, Dazed Apricot, Ray G, Michael Reynolds, The Bongmaster, David Ellis, Confounded Hound, Jeremy Smith, 5280DTCNerd, Lockgen, Slurm, Slouching Beast, Graham Rudkin, Frankenax, Chris Deeds, Karasha Urquhart, Jacob Shinji McDonald, Malazang, Andrew Wolf, Laura Arasmith, Sean Oldham, Mashmakan, Marcel, Loscrack and So Honorable, Bryn Hawker, Whistler, DM Shari, Gaming Hyperpanda, Stuart Tiffin, Mr. J's Comics, Ethereal Ashy, Owls, Bartold, KC, Eduardo Garcia, Tyler Saunders, David Carnan, Fally Pally, Waffle Rabbit, Eric of Norse Foundry, and Robbie Dick. And finally, our Dork Squad. Jen Peters, Caitlin, Ba Tran, Just Andy, EJ, an Insomniac Veterinarian, Creox, Daniel, Brent, CTRSTY, Hey Liz, Chris Blog, Patrick, Zach Rules, Ace Emmett, Renee Anderson, Britton Williams, Ava Hernandez, The Crazy Goblin, Jacob Embry, Catherine Petricelli, Kathleen Halperin, Robin Barton, Judith Steen, Orion the Scott, and Erica Lena. If you'd like to hear your name at the end of these episodes and get access to exclusive perks, feel free to join us on patreon.com slash dorktales. Dorktales survives on the generosity of our patrons, and I can't express how grateful I am to each and every one of you for your support. Thank you so much, and thanks to you for listening. If you want to reach out, you can find us on the Dorktales Discord. We hope you join us, and we'll see you in the next episode.